Screw the yellow brick road. <laughs> Let's ride skateboards down sewers. Hells, there you yes. go. The foot! Woo! It's party time, boys! <laughs> I win, you lose. Yo, it's the green machine. Gonna rock the town without being seen. Have you ever seen a total get down? Welcome back, everybody. This is Mark 19 of the Super Civil Servants Podcast. My name is Greg. Go, Ninja. Go, Ninja. Go. Tonight, we are going to review Secret of the Ooze, which is one of our favorite movies from the early 90s. And uh, we have a full house tonight. With me, as always, my co-host, Nathan. How are you doing tonight, buddy? Uh, Cowabunga, first of all. And second of all, I'm doing great. Uh, Good deal. And who we got with us tonight, man? Uh, we have a familiar voice on back again this evening, uh, Mr. Chris Balga. Chris? Totally feeling rad tonight, guys. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And uh, first time on the show tonight is uh, one of my friends from a separate podcast is Tony Dunn. How you doing tonight, buddy? The Professor. Oh, man, I'm great. And as uh, I guess it would be Donatello who said, Frere Jaca. Yes! Do I All right, so we All are right. totally into Turtles movie mode. I know a few yes. of us just finished watching it, so we are definitely in the mindset. But glad to have all y'all on. And real quick, Tony, this is your first time on, man. Uh, what tell us a little about yourself? Where can they find you? Uh, get, let the crowd or the audience get to know you. Yeah, uh, friends with you, Greg, for several years now. I feel I think at this point, yep. and uh, we have become friends just by talking about about the Carolina Panthers. And on Tuesday nights, we have the C3 Panthers podcast. You can find it on YouTube, iTunes. Well, it was live on YouTube, and then you can get it everywhere else. Uh, where you, wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, you probably find it. If not, just Google the C3 Panthers podcast, where we just hang out, chop up the latest Panthers news, you know, have fun just like this. So thank you for having me on. I'm excited. Uh, and I was, I kept telling my wife we were hanging out at the uh, at this like kind of watering hole that we hang out in the afternoon and. And I was like, well, I got to go on this podcast. And I, she was like, tell everybody what it's about. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell everybody what it's about. And I was proudly saying, hey, I'm ready to go talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, man. Yes, I'm sir. pumped. Hell yeah. Yes, sir. Hell yeah. You got to fly that flag, man. You know? Dude, this is my childhood. Like, this means a lot to me. <laughs> right. Like, you know oh, what I'm I saying? Agree. When you guys did the last show, I reached out to you. I tweeted it out. I shared it. <laughs> telling you. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles hit me. I was born in 1981. <laughs> Movie comes out in 1990. 
memorized every word of it, dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I probably watched it 750 times before this movie came out. (laughs) So I went back and watched this one. And you know what? Still means a ton to me. The, the, The first movie from the 90s was the very first movie I ever saw in a movie theater. Oh, oh wow. wow! Nice. Yeah, yeah. the the first the ninety. Yeah, the very first on teenage. That's a good baptism. Movie. Yeah, yes. that's my very first time at the theater, and I can still remember it and picture it in my head right now where I was sitting. Hence, why was, he's oh, doing a movie magical. podcast right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> trying to think of what my first movie was that I saw in a movie theater. I, it's hard for me to remember that, but I do remember one of the earliest movies was Rambo three. Nice. That come out. My dad took me and my friends, and then we went and watched it, and we left, and then we snuck all of us. My dad snuck us back in, and we watched it again. (laughs) Which is crazy. Why did we watch Rambo three twice? Because it's mother effing Rambo. (laughs) Did y'all see the preview for the new one? Uh, No, I haven't, but I want to. I'm scared. I'm gonna like it. Sly Stallone at 78 years old out there just kicking people's teeth down their throat. You know what? I'm, Rambo I'm 3 was 1988. Can you believe I was that? years old then. Wow. I went and saw that in the movie theater. Hey. That that may have been my first movie. That's awesome. Man. How about you know, that? You know, wow. we need to bring, you know what we need to bring back that, we did, that they did back in the uh, 80s and 90s that I think we need to bring back now? Whenever there's like a gruesome R-rated movie out there, but it's got a cool concept, we need to have a kids animated c- cartoon for it, like RoboCop and Rambo and all that other <laughs> shit. Because if you watch that first RoboCop, Jesus, when he gets killed, that is some brutal shit. I remember, it was immediately, immediately they had a RoboCop cartoon out where he was nowhere near as violent as that. We we ate it up. Yeah, RoboCop. We need to yeah. bring that shit I back. Love that just movie. the bloodiest shit okay. and bring it back for cartoons the next time around. <laughs> did you like? Did you like the reboot, the new one? Uh, no, I did not. <laughs> no, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I've liked any reboots. I, one of my favorite movies growing up was uh, Point Break, and that remake oh, was horrendous. Yes. You know what? This is a perfect oh, segue into the perfect segue into the first question, right? Or the first question. JRB <laughs> asked us from the '80s or '90s, what movie would you never ever want to see rebooted? Uh, hold on, Tony. Uh, before. That new Point Break, you're right, it's not as good, but I will say one of the cool shit they did on that movie is where they were free-falling and parasailed and parachuted right into the hole in the ground and came out to the other side of that cave. That was cool as hell. But the rest of the movie, you're right, the first one, there's there's no beating it. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, like I said, that's a perfect segue into the question right here about uh, J.R.B. Astis. What is the 80s or 90s movie that you would never want to see rebooted under any circumstances? Uh, And we talked about this a little bit beforehand. Chris, take us away. What do you think? I'll start in the 80s, just a couple of cut top of my, my head. Uh, first, I'm an Indiana Jones fan. Raiders, don't touch it. Don't touch Raiders. Don't, okay. In fact, don't even touch the rest of Great the... Pick. I don't mind if they make new ones, but, you know, you can't beat the original Raiders. Top, top there. Well, they want, um, like, Indiana Jane now, but, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind if they, you know, just keep it where it is. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Scarface. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. And... Uh, got one. And uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, oh, good, good list. <laughs> yeah, good nice, list. good pull. Yeah, man, good list. I can. Yeah, you those, cannot those, remake those, Ferris those, Bueller. Those, those right. right now, right? Oh my yeah. goodness. He just wherever. 
Yeah, y'all throw some '80s movies out. Let's think. Uh, well, I got. Well, I was gonna say the ones that I can think of, or two that, that since we've been thinking about it, is one just because I love the movie and I don't really want to see somebody else do it is Labyrinth, and I know it's not like mm. the greatest thing ever, but you know I don't think anybody can fill David Bowie's shoes out there. You know what I'm saying? And uh, the second one, you cannot touch. Yeah, absolutely, under no circumstances, and I don't think anybody really wants to try. Is The Godfather? You oh, cannot. Yeah. You cannot. Fire, yeah. I mean, you can. You can, but you're not going to be able to live up to that. I got a list. I got a list. Let's hear it, man. My list is this starting in the 80s, my young one. I told you guys about the summer camp movie where I saw the first (laughs) boobs. It was Meatballs. (laughs) The name of the movie movie was Meatballs. And it was about a summer camp. And it was like the edgy thing that if you were in like if you knew somebody's older brother, you can see this movie. All right, next one. Obviously, that, that, have... that's a good. That's a good one. Bill. That's a classic with Bill Murray. Yeah. Uh, the uh, other. I know which one you're talking about now. Shit. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. You just clicked me when you said Bill Murray. Spaceballs. Oh. Yeah. Spaceballs. Yeah. Because cool. it was terrible, and and funny. It was funny and terrible. But like, if you watch it, it is, it is a piece of work. So you can't <laughs> yeah. Piece of work. Yeah. And then my last one is a little-known movie that had, I think it was Lewitt Gossett Jr. in it, Iron Eagle. Oh, I love yeah. Iron I Eagle, know what man. You're about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh, I love Iron Eagle. It's such a good movie. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Good Chappie. Remember Chappie? Yeah, I remember Chappie. He was in the second movie, too. <laughs> that, but Iron Eagle 2 is not nearly as good. Yeah, there's a second one, but it's not nearly as good as the Aren't there, like, four of them? There, there may be. <laughs> Oh, I thought his dad got kidnapped by Iranians In the or first whatever. Yeah. He said yeah. this teenage son is a, a fighter pilot. Of course, how can of this movie course. not go wrong? His teenage son still steals a F-16 or something like that. Yes. And saves yes. his dad. What cannot go wrong with that movie? Yeah. Yes. I agree. <laughs> Sorry, that's my bad. No, nah, I, I, I'm right there with you. See, that's my jam. It's like that old, old 80s cheesy shit. I, I love it. Love it. What do you think, Nathan? Throw some out there. Uh, I already threw my two out there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess at the 80s, I'm trying to think. I, I'm throwing low-hanging fruit. For so like for me, I would never see comedies remade, because I don't know if that's really a good answer, because it's harder to make one. comedies. Uh, I, I would never want to see Stripes remade. Mm-hmm. Oh, that really? was before I was born, like 1981, but it's a hilarious movie. Love that movie. Yep. Never seen it. I just did music videos and we said thriller. I also believe thriller should not be remade. Yeah. I agree. True. I agree. Um, <laughs> but uh, I honestly don't have a whole lot from the 80s. I can give Shawshank you Redemption. Was Shaw- never redem- never remade Shawshank. That's, that's no, 93. I'm just saying, that's just popped yeah. into my head. Never, never okay. remake Shawshank. Oh, let's go right into the 80s, man. Or right in the 90s, I mean. I would never want to see Goodfellas remade. Mm-hmm. No. And uh, on the same yeah. kind of on the same kind of platform, I'd never want to see Usual Suspects remade either. Those are two perfect movies. Oh yeah. So. Uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Oh, Samuel oh, L. Jackson. Yeah. That one, I Number know two? that Die Hard break went. Yeah. I yeah. love that goddamn movie so much. Yeah. That yeah. was the third one. It was okay. Was see, that's what I thought. I thought okay, it was yeah. too. Yeah, I thought it was. But that, yeah. I don't know why, but I love that goddamn movie so much. It's great. Because it's the, I mean, because everybody loves the Christmas themes of Die Hard, and that's the summer version. 
Right, yeah. right. And everything else. Hey, look, the die. I had Die Hard to the eighties, number one, and then my nineties oh, movie. Right. Is, my nineties movie is Pulp Fiction. Do oh. not remember that. Oh, good call. Good call. Oh. Yeah, the, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like with you, Greg. Like, just you know, I love '80s movies, Shit. but '90s I've got like so many different to choose from. But <laughs> yeah. a couple that stick out in my mind: *L.A. Confidential*. I'm such a sucker for, you know, that time period and just the the era of the you know the the '40s and '50s at that point, post World War, pre World War II at that point. Um, you know, kind of along the same lines. Heat. I mean, oh, ooh, okay. oh yes. I loved Heat back in the yes. day. That's the yes. best three-hour movie ever. <laughs> yes. It is Just, so long. Oh, but it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what a cast. That, I do like that one. Yeah, and then uh, it continue gets more and more subversive. Fight Club, a movie that I think is timeless oh, and still can apply love, more and more. I love that movie. Or, yeah. It, yeah. Yep. Uh, I, I, that bitch, I, I, Rosie I was, O'Donnell. I got for you. one last secret one. What about Boondock Saints? Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Love that movie too. I love that movie. Uh, every time, every time I think of think of Heat, I think of that Dane Cook thing. We're in the van. Where are we going? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could go late in the nineties. We could say The Matrix, the original. Oh, yeah. I'd never want to see that remade. Yeah. Terminator uh, Two. Terminator Two. Okay. Yeah. See, I'll I'll see continuations of the story, like with Terminator and Matrix and everything. But I never want to see that first one or whatever. I never want to see it remade. It, it's yeah, like a reboot. Nope. Just yeah. leave it be. Um, Let Arnold Schwarzenegger fall. Batman and Robin. Robin. I never want to see that remade. <laughs> yeah. For totally different reasons. Can, can, we pull a, can we pull a Deadpool 2 and go back in time and ensure that never got made? Yes. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> oh, I got a little hanging free for doing a comedy at that point. Uh, Clerks. Oh yeah. I, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I just—I mean, it's just—it's not even just relatable if you've worked in that industry at that. But I think it's just relatable just working mm. in general. Agreed. When, oh, yeah. Never mind. I guess it's—I guess it's 2000. But never mind. I can't say. I guess it's the, the first uh, when the first Lord of the Rings come out, Fellowship of the Ring. That was 2000 or 2001. Either way, uh, don't ever touch that original shit because that's just—that's a masterpiece. They never will. They better not. They're, they're talking about doing redoing the Princess Bride, and like I said, I'll punch somebody and throw it over that because that movie is. Fantastic. What about uh, what about Dumb and Dumber and Wayne's World? Yeah, yeah. Those, those were there. There's so many good '90s movies. I, I mean, what um, oh. was the original Independence Day Wayne's or World. Jurassic Park? Oh, change your life. I used oh. to make. I think I made a Wayne's World joke every week for like 30 years straight. <laughs> At some point in the week, I have made a Wayne's World joke for the last 30 years, I believe. Huh? Since That's the movie came out. But Somebody's got to do it. Uh, Somebody's got to do it. How about about Wild West? Let's never get that one remade. Just Wild Wild West. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Will Smith and Wild Wild West. Oh, wait, never mind. I'm getting off topic. I was going to say, there's a reason that movie shouldn't be remade. (laughs) How how, how about a movie that's so bad, it's so good, it's like watching a, a. car crash or train wreck going down starship troopers man who i love that movie i, I, I like that movie, movie. I what a, that movie i, I, lo- you I love that love starship troopers i don't like shows it. or anything after it. Watch it. Train wreck. you can watch it and not stop watching it <laughs> yes. you can't love it. denise richards man that was her and her prime oh 
I yeah. loved it. She's out there. And uh, what what was up with Neil Patrick Harris having like weird like mental powers just randomly? Like he could read bug minds and shit. Like I just watched that the other day because it was on HBO or something. Like literally just right. like within the month, and it was still <laughs> awesome. Is this an '80s movie? What about Honey I Shrunk the Kids? You can do whatever movie you want to, man. We are chasing squirrels around it. this topic. I will take yeah. it. I don't remember if it was uh, Back to the Future. 90s, I never want to see. I that, never want to see Back to yes, the Future. Yes, I never want to see Back to the Future remade. Can't, and you, you know what? You know what? I didn't. I never wanted to see. I still haven't seen it, but uh, and I know they did do it, but it, there was a reason it failed. Uh, Ghostbusters. Like nobody should have tried to remake that. Like I so I can't wait to see this third one that's coming out. It's going to continue it. But like, come on, you don't try to remake the Ghostbusters. That's another like did from you that see time it, period that is perfect. Did you see it? It's it's not terrible. It's, I mean, it's, it's not great, but it's not terrible. It's a funny yeah. movie. It's, it's what it's supposed to be. You know, it's a comedy. So they try to make it into a comedy slash. No, the first one was a comedy. Movie. The OG was a comedy. Watch the first Ghostbusters. That's yeah, a comedy. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, but and, that, hey, by the way, you know, by the way, you know what? You know what's funny? What was, uh, when the first when go. the first Ghostbusters come out? What year did that come out? Eighty. Uh, I want to the say first... I, I want to say it's eighty four. Oh, okay, so that's what, okay. okay. So you got to think, and they had they had Bill Murray was the uh, like the hunk like the love the sexy like love interest like he's all flirt with chicks and gets the girl and stuff. But you would never put Bill Murray in twenty nineteen as your as your like lead like love interest guy that's gonna you know be the ladies man and shit. Like go back and watch that. You got Bill Murray doing that, but if you. If you go back, like there's nobody else I would rather have in that mo- in that role. Yeah, it's 1984. Yeah, 84. Yeah, yeah I just thought. Hey, you know, I just thought of another 80s one, 80s one too, and this is gonna sound kind of crazy. The Brave Little Toaster. <gasps> yes. Do y'all I ever want to see them reanimate that or can make it computer graphics no. or anything? No, that movie is perfect no. the way it is. Well, sh- if we're going <laughs> like that, I'm gonna say Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. Don't you ever oh, touch God, that? Oh God, yeah. Yeah. And then I maybe another <laughs> one in the 90s, Tommy Boy. Don't ever remake Tommy Boy. That anything with Chris Farley. Don't ever remake. Yeah. Don't ever remake anything with Chris Farley. You know, I'm just... How how terrible is what was a joke in our childhood becomes our reality in our old elder age because my coats are getting a little tighter. <laughs> Used to laugh at that joke all the time until you just said it then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. We, we we just got we just got real. Yeah. We just got real. Right. Uh, now I feel. Was, uh, you know a movie. You know a movie that I that I liked as a kid and I haven't seen it forever and I used to think it was great that I it could use a remake just while we're on the top. You guys ever see Last Action Hero? Oh yeah. yeah. With Schwarzenegger and it was like cartoons and like all kinds of shit. Like and he's in there going. I love that movie as a kid and like it. it put, I watched it. As an adult, think, oh, it's so bad. I think they remade a movie that I wish they wouldn't have. Didn't wasn't Red? Do you guys remember Red Dawn? They did remake yeah, it. They did. Yeah, yeah, they did. yeah. And so I watched the remake, and it was not awful. It was bad, but it wasn't awful. But it was bad. But still, the original Red Dawn was one of those. Like I feel like Charlie Sheen, and the, I mean, I was really identifying with them. <laughs> as yeah. they were on the run from Russian and Cuban invaders, that was my shtick back in the day. But they yeah. did remake it. Uh, oh, I, oh, I got one. How about the Big Lebowski? No, you never. Yeah, never yeah. again. Can you remake that? I agree. I sent yeah, Big Lebowski gift all the time. Yeah, 
Yeah, Jeff Bridges yeah, is the only yeah, guy who can play that part. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, what about? Uh, damn, I just had one in my in my mind. Now I can't think of it. See, we're sitting here going through all these great movies, and yeah. I mean that's all right. <laughs> uh, we need. I can think of one or now. Yeah, never mind. Now I'm just thinking of movies that I just liked as a kid that were terrible, but they could definitely be remade. <laughs> yeah. Terrible movies that need a remake, but I liked them as a kid. We've definitely veered off topic just a little <laughs> That's bit. All right. but, uh, That's but okay. All right. well, does anybody else have anything kind of movies you want to throw out there? Because I know JRB, you wanted a specific answer, but uh, the '90s and '80s are filled with so many good movies. I'm sure he's going to love this answer. Y'all got anything else to say about that? We'll go to the next question. Mm-mm. I got one thing. I'm just kind of surprised you said like a movie you didn't want to be remade, but I think there. I'm hearing rumors about it. I think I remember seeing something that Brent was uh, a face-off is possibly oh, no. looking about. Really? Do not redo that. Really? And what about no. Home Alone? What about uh, Home Alone? Yes. Never. Leave yes. Home unless Alone alone. No, unless Macaulay Culkin's <laughs> coming back, and it's just like a running joke that he's just. He's at home, 40 years old, and those guys trying to break into the wrong house. And they go, God damn it, you again? And he's not a kid anymore. <laughs> like, oh, sure, I'll watch that. But I don't want to see somebody new in there and be like, I'm home alone. Oh, wait, I got a cell phone and an iPad and an Xbox. And a and my <laughs> fucking refrigerator's got a smart it's a smart refrigerator I can tweet off of. There's no way you can pull that shit off. Yeah. Have you guys oh, yeah. ever heard of the How Did That Get Made podcast? I've heard of it. I've heard of it. There used to be a comedy show on, it was called The League. All right. And it had these two guys in it, Paul Shear and this other dude. And also the girl who is like the wife of one of them, she's in Grace and Frankie. They're all three comedians. And they, do, they come up. Yeah. They, they, their podcast is talking about old movies. And the premise is, how did that get made? And Face Off was one of those. And, <laughs> And when you listen to it, you're rooting for Face Off. I mean, I'm telling you, you're rooting you know, for it. But you are you laughing. <laughs> they're talking about it. You know why it got made, right? Because Broken Arrow came out right before it. That was a great movie. Yeah, exactly. That was exactly. Great. That's why they got those. Two, that's why they threw all the money they could at those same two actors to bring them in. That was the one with John Travolta and Christian, uh, was it, uh, Hayden Christian, not Hayden Christian. Yeah, well, that's uh, Christian Slater. Like, that's Christian the reason Slater. why is because, because Travolta's getting so, like, he was, he was like on that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I honestly got, like, the reason why he got made is because they were like, oh, we got this name, we're going to, we're going to do it. It doesn't matter what the concept and the premises of the 90s, we're going to make it. It's good to go. Let's, we got this actor. Come on. You know, that was at the time where if you had a name as an actor, People would show up to see that movie just by, oh, it's a Wesley Snipes movie or, you know, Van Damme or, you know, Sword, whatever. You know, you would just hear that one name, but, yep, I'm, I'm going. Okay. But Nicolas Cage overshadowed yeah. John Travolta in that in that movie. John Travolta was good. I would say this is that, like, you yeah. were disappointed with John Travolta's performance, even though the movie is ridiculous. Looking back, it is ridiculous, but you, like, at that moment, you were looking at John Travolta, and you're like, that's a pretty good, that's like John Travolta's thing. And Nicolas Cage blew him away in that movie. Wasn't and that when he, like, had the, the guns? guns? Dude, yes. Yeah. Yes, the guns. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, and, my, he, like, he, like, my, teaches his daughter to, like, stab and twist the blade in the dude's leg and shit. I'm like, yeah. 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 Oh yeah, and and I think one of my favorite lines is when they, they finally meet each other. It's like looking into a mirror, except not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, yeah. Well, there know, was one other Nicolas Cage. What was the one he did with Sean Connery? The Rock. And they had the, the Rock. Rock. Bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. To the Rock. Yeah. Bring that up. That's a I great mean, that, that one too. 
Well, you got to remember, this was the time when Nicolas Cage was like the hot, like the biggest thing, like in 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 which, Hollywood. Like he's he still is. That mug's yeah. made, man. We yeah, all. Yeah, but I'm, I'm talking about good movies that everybody hey, wants to hey, go see. I'll take another <laughs> national treasure with I him in it right him. now. I'll take hey, another national treasure it. with him right now. We give that man respect. He's won an Academy Award. That's right. <laughs> and and please seven don't take zillion Razzies. Okay, I was gonna say, please don't say this. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> okay, I got two. that I, One, I'm, I'm going to go by popularity because I don't know if y'all have seen this first one because it's kind of just a movie I loved growing up. It's called Money Talks. Love had Charlie it. Sheen and Chris Tucker yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Love, love I that movie. I can't remember, yep. but I remember watching it as a kid a bunch. Yeah, oh, great movie. And then, of course, Mighty Ducks. Yep. Like, you, you can never remake the movie. They, no, they can't do that. Think yeah. of the premise of that first one. Coach Bombay was an alcoholic. He was a recovery. He got kicked out of the so league for being like partying exactly. and alcoholic and shit. Name. He would like scream at the kids. Oh, they'd never make that today. There's no more indoor malls to rollerblade through. Right. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> oh man. Um, okay. Well, like I said, man, we have been just rolling '80s and '90s great <laughs> movies. You know. In and out of uh, what we're talking about here. Y'all want to go ahead and go to the next question? It's going to be a little more uh, prevalent to the topic of tonight's show. Sure. And that is from Travis Hines, who is a regular on this show as well. And he was asking us uh, about the lack of use in weapons in this movie and how we felt it affect the movie. So uh, same kind of order. Chris, I'll start with you. What do you think, man? Yeah, I mean, I... I Looking at it right before I was watching it on Sunday, I'd seen that little trivia bit, and I said, hmm, let me just watch, and knowing that going into it, I, as a kid, I never really noticed it, but man, it now is just reflecting, that's such disappointing, because, <laughs> I, you know, seeing seeing the first movie, being a huge fan of the cartoon, loving the SNES game, uh, Turtles in Time, and... Yeah. and you know, the their weapons define kind of who they are outside of their own personalities, but the weapons they have define them. I mean, Flinner chose, gave them and trained them on those weapons for a reason based on who they were, who they are. And not an extension of their personality. Yeah, right. exactly. And so watching it's like, man, I, I totally can respect the the karate skills and things like that, but not even weapons. I mean, I know we didn't want to see blood or anything like that. Like that, the, this was a big decision by the producers and the uh, the go. I didn't realize this. The the writers of it were actually the creators of the the Ninja Turtles, like the comic series. They were the oh, ones okay. who wrote this, and they really wanted to stay away from the cartoon uh, version of it and wanted to keep it as close to their original material. But the producers, like uh, the public, didn't like how dark it got. And I, I didn't. Saying, think well, the original material was very dark, wasn't it? It was. Yes. It's even yeah. darker than the first movie. I was like, dark. Very adult comic. I, yeah. I didn't think it was that, the movie was that dark, but yeah, exactly. The comic's darker, much darker. Well, I, I think the, the back then, the, 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 the grading scale was a little different. Um, I, I think nowadays, they let a lot more go and keep it at a PG-13 or like a PG level than they would have maybe back in the early 90s or late 80s. Uh, maybe... I don't know. People's opinions have changed about what is, you know, good for your kids to see and what's not. But could yeah, y'all kind of agree on that? That maybe the scales have changed a little bit. Like what's tolerable on TV? I mean, you see a lot of stuff on TV now, cussing oh, yeah. all kinds of things you wouldn't have seen back then. Yeah, you can so, say the f word on TV on cable TV like at nine o'clock. You can say the f word on here too to see now. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was a big deal back in the day when South Park was going to say shit on their on cable. And, like, they had a running tally number, like, in the side. To see how many times they said shit in one episode, they got to go by. So I get what you're saying. And it was a different time. And everybody, let me, their let panties me put were one, all up their twads, you know? Yeah. yeah, let me put one thing in context about, like, the change in culture there. I remember recently, well, not maybe, like, in the last 10 years, watching an old presidential debate. I had from 2000, it was Al Gore versus George Bush, and it was on C-SPAN, and they, sometimes they show these in presidential years. Mm-hmm. There was a national conversation in 2000 about if we Ass. should put if we should put the mature lyric sign on CDs. So think about that now, the way that the internet is now. If my kid ran across a song that said a couple of curse words, I'm happy. It's the ninety other ninety eight percent of the internet I do not want to run across. That's right. So I exactly. think about this when I think about the turtle movie. For me, is this when you're talking about this in comparison to the first one? One thing I think is this tells us that the first one was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Like when you look at the if if we're having this conversation about is it toned down and all of this, it tells us like how awesome the first one was. Right. It still holds and, up today. Yeah, well, I, I think this it. one, I thought this one was super too. entertaining. I yeah. just think that at the same time <laughs> as this, is that the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie exploded, right? I mean, I was part of it. I was part of that generation that was already watching the cartoon on TV. Then they put the movie up. The movie was freaking awesome. I watched it like 782 times. I memorized every single word. Every Mm-hmm. Everywhere, yeah. And then the second one came out, and my point is this: rightfully, they are they commercialized it, and they should have. That's what they were trying to do. They were trying to broaden the audience. It was entirely '90s, but I think this continues to tell us that how spe- it really points to how much of a gem the first one was. And, and talk about like they apparently they. It was. They were so worried they were going to lose the fervor for it. This came out less than a year after the first yep. one. I mean, right. geez. Yeah. Like nine months. Yeah. Is it, how did they make it that fast? Because they already had the suit. If you, if you can look, these are the same suits from the first one. See, if they would they have to go into production, I, I, they, I they tweaked they them. Slimmer. They might have. They might have tweaked them and like... taken them in, but they're the same suit. They had. They. There's no way they started from the ground up on those suits again. And I, I, well. I mean, back then, I guess they could have, but I would think that the, what got them in there so quick is that they had the suits and they could just get the actors and bam, bam, bam. Well, it was all but, Jim Henson stuff. Yes, yes. That's true. I, I just feel like they look brighter in this movie. Like, the colors, all of them look brighter. Oh, the entire movie's brighter. Yeah. yeah. So, like, uh, they don't use... Well in, well, in relation to those weapons, though, uh, yeah. you're right, they don't, except the, I don't. they didn't want them to use uh, their bladed weapons. for The swords and the sides were, were out. And nunchucks, for whatever reason, like there's this whole like pe- like place that people think those are like terrible weapons and like no, where it is. Uh, it's no, German- like, it's oh, Germany. Okay. It's actually okay. the reason that they did not use nunchucks in this movie was because they are they're like on the ninja excluded terrorist list in yes. Germany in the in the nineties. I read about this. Okay, that's crazy. That's like, yes. Michelangelo. In this movie, the sausages at one point. Yeah, he uses all these different items that were 
similar the yo-yo i mean yeah like he and it's because it was like that one weapon for some reason in german culture was wild but there was zero weapons in this movie no there wasn't Donatello uses his stick. Is, is that a, little, uses a, a couple of times? A couple of right, times. So the, times. And uh, the weapon. You're and referring. Leonardo uses Leonardo uses sticks almost like Nightwing uses a right. couple of times. Like, so they yeah. didn't. They didn't. If it was a blunted, if it was a, a stick, a beating weapon, they used it. Or like you said, the the yo yo and the uh, the combat cold cuts. You know what I'm saying? As he's screaming behind the guy. <laughs> but like, yeah, you're right. They, other than that, they didn't. Like, and I, as a kid, you know, even as a kid, I noticed when the net got them, why didn't Leonardo just pull his sword out and cut that Definitely. damn net? Why yeah. did they need Splinter to shoot the arrow? Which, that, that was, that's <laughs> no bad. Yeah. Yes, it was weapon. I do think about it. I was wondering, did Leonardo pull his swords out at all? And he did early in. And he threw them in the ceiling. He yep. threw them in the ceiling. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. Yep. So, but. And Even he picks, though it was he a picks him up. It's a weaponry. This movie still works. I'm he's still great. saying great. I'm he, okay he, picks, with it. he picks the swords up on his way out of the station, go to the final battle. You see, he has them leaning up against the little sh- sh- shelf or the wall or something. And he picks them up as April's being like, "It's a trap, guys!" And he's, "I know." And uh, to be a fun fact, Leon, the guy, the, the voice of Leonardo and the voice, the voice of Michelangelo are the only two to follow through with all three movies. They're the only two actors. To go through through all three movies of the live action from the nineties. Did you guys know Kino? Kino was Donatello in the first one. Yes, I did I know that. Yeah. It's one of the turtles, like the like the guys that's doing all the in the suit. Yeah, yeah. And Kino was one of those guys in the first one, and then he comes in and destroys every pizza he sees in the second. <laughs> oh yeah. He's, well, He's such a wine ass. Uh, well, before we get into that, we'll get into the movie in a second. Uh, what y'all were talking about, that brings me to my point about the weapons thing, because y'all kind of gave the points about that. I, I, I feel like that they, they didn't want to put weapons in this movie because they wanted to make it to a broader audience and not more kid-friendly. But the way they did it, 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 is, uh, it still doesn't work for me because you're still punching and kicking people in the face, which you don't mm. want to teach your kids. And not only are you now showing them not using the weapons to cut to create damage or to fight with, now you're teaching them how to use a yo-yo, how to use a scarf or a shirt, how to use sausages or anything that represents nunchucks as, as a weapon. So and wouldn't you rather just show that. them using the weapon that they're never going to get rather than showing, showing them how to use everyday objects they can find around the house to use as this weapon? It's, it's kind of counterintuitive or counter... Uh, yeah. And like, to you know, support they, that point, Greg, is this, is that when uh, Razor and Toka come out and they meet Shredder... And Shredder then calls them babies. He then it pr- says that we should practice infanticide. After you know what I'm saying, like yeah. is that he then says, "Well, these are babies and they're wussies, so go take them out and dispose of them." <laughs> yeah. So if your problem is uh, weaponry, can we take the infanticide part out of it? <laughs> okay. Hey, I uh, okay. First of all, I laughed hard. The first thing Kino does is crack a fat joke about a girl that doesn't want to get on the back of his moped to deliver a pizza. Oh, right. oh yeah. God, oh, yeah. I died laughing. I, I, know that it's the, and I know it's the 2019 because I never noticed it before. I always thought it was a kid. And I watched it again here, and I heard that, and I went, oh, so you better look out, Kino. Cancel culture is going to come for you after that shit over there. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, all right, man. Well, I think that pretty much answers the question about how we feel, and I'm sure we're going to hit on all that as we go into it, but uh, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to start us off 
at the beginning of the movie. And from there, we're just going to chase the squirrel wherever it takes us and uh, right. talk about the whole movie. So, Hey, wait, who is uh, the guy that played the professor? Like, the, mm-hmm. I, I swear I've seen that guy in a thousand things, but I can think of nothing else than this movie that he's been in it. I don't know. I couldn't tell you off the top of he my just head. Got one, he's just got one of those faces. I feel like I'd seen him in a million things, and every time I look, it's the only, this is the only thing I've ever seen him in. Like, he, he just kind of like a professor. That's yeah, sure. he just like like endears to you, doesn't it? Like he just he just you feel like uh, you can go up to him and ask him questions. You know what I mean? Like he'll teach you about the universe. I swear yeah. to God, I've just always felt like he just I've always felt like I've known this guy ever since watching this movie. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, um, he's this? your scientific archetype. Yeah, That's he, what he's, he's become. A, he's, a he's your scientist. Yeah. Exactly. He's your exactly. archetype of a scientist. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, the way this movie starts out. It's just like the last one and opening up in a musical scene in New York like every 80s and 90s movie does because they have a ton of music in those movies. And did y'all notice that in the opening scene of this movie, everybody's eating pizza? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, because every how time I watch this movie. <laughs> you had how to, How right? could you not notice it looks so good. pizza? Mm-hmm. The pizza looks so good. I had pizza tonight for dinner. It's <laughs> New York-style pizza. Like, if you're going to get some pizza, Chicago and New York are your two places that, that like, Pete, if you know, go to go Italy back. or something. No one has plates. <laughs> right. Everyone is, eating, everyone is eating pizza. Everyone. The police are eating pizza. These mugs are eating pizza. The bad guy. The, the bad guy standing the there only, smoking in the arm. The only people that have plates are tourists. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's a good point. That's a good point. It's strange. It's strange. Is there is so much pizza up in this. Then you got that uh that girl and her boyfriend that are sitting there, and she is a looker to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> and you are sitting there going, "Oh my goodness!" Everybody's eating pizza. Everybody go to the pizza shop, and he's cutting the pizza all weird. You don't cut the pizza from the halfway point; you go all the way across the pizza. <laughs> yeah, right. I seen that too. I was like, "What is happening?" <laughs> Pizza looks so good. I gotta ask this though. I wrote this joke down, guys. So you gotta. All right. All right. After watching this introduction of the movie, right? They get the '90s music, the skyline, everybody. They're panning all this. They got that cool scene where the guy, where they're walking, all the people are walking across the street, and this guy tries to shove this piece of pizza in the, his mouth. Do you think that the beginning of this movie was cheesy? Uh, oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I, the whole movie's cheesy, but it's so cheesy it's great. Were you All guys right. in the same boat as me and just thought that it was, as soon as you got off a plane in New York, they just put a piece of pizza in your face when you were a kid? Because that was my I assumption. We, I think we took the joke too literal, though. <laughs> so I think we took the joke too literal. I worked on that joke all week. Guys, uh, I drum like, as soon it. as I answered that, I was like, "Wait a second, that was a joke." I was like, "Yeah." Hey, I, I drum rolled I it. I drum rolled it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving. Check on. it in post. Yeah, I was actually gonna say how cheesy the pizza was. What made it look so good? It was insane. Uh, and I'm another sure thing, that's why we're talking about the pizza. Uh, if right. you watch Kino and he's delivering it, mm-hmm. but when he goes up in that opening scene, he's gonna meet those bad guys and stuff. Like he totally holds the pizza sideways. Yeah. Yes, he does. Yes, he does, man. And I'm telling you, this is that if the pizza tilts. It's over. It's over. It's over. Oh, yeah. Liver pizzas, man. I know what's up. And and that's one thing. I would have laughed at somebody. They took it under their arm like a briefcase. Like he did. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, did y'all ever watch Third Rock from the Sun? <laughs> did you ever watch that show, Third Rock from the Sun? It's been a long oh, yeah. time. Well, th- there's one episode of that show where they're ordering pizza, and uh, uh, John Lithgow plays the main character. He comes upstairs with the pizza, and it's, he's holding it on his arm like a briefcase. And he, they're having a big argument in the living room, and he's, he's slinging the pizza box around. And he slams it down on the table on his side and everything. And then they, they finish the argument, and they're all going to sit down and eat. So he put, lays the pizza box down, and he opens it up, and he goes, they did it again! And every time I see this movie <laughs> now, with, with that part where they're turning the pizza box over, I see that. You know? Why do we not pay attention to stuff like that in the 90s at all? <laughs> yeah. uh, I agree. Or did y'all notice uh, it? In the 90s? I never did. No. <laughs> Well, not when you were a kid, because you didn't know anything about that. But now as an adult watching it, you can make a movie that is about things that kind of appeal appeal to ch- children, but you can also make it have an adult right appeal. Just don't turn the pizza box sideways, bro. Like, let's you guys shoot notice how... Scene, let's shoot the same scene and just hold it the right way. <laughs> yeah. You guys notice how Raphael got real freaking New York from movie one to movie two? Like, his accent got a hell of a lot thicker in this movie. He got so much nicer, too. <laughs> yes. We'll yes. see Raphael in this one. Like when he tells Kino to run in the junkyard. He says, get out of here, or I'll kick your butt. And I'm like, oh, in the first one, he would have been damning him, or I'll kick your ass, or, you know. Just I'll, you punched know, nin- him in the face. kick the damn rabbit, you know, whatever. But in this one, I'll kick your butt. All right. I, I just like it that we follow the same thread and said, all right, Raphael gets, Raphael gets upset. He leaves for a while, and then he gets <laughs> caught. It's like, yeah. all right, we'll do that again. Yep, I was going to say, it's almost hey, the same plot line with, with time, like 30 extra minutes of, of footage. This time, he doesn't even pull his size and does better than he does on April's roof in the first one. I guess that's just because that was all practice, huh? Yeah. In the first one, he tries to pull his weapons, and he gets be beat pretty handily by a small amount of guys. This one, he's cracking jokes, he's doing flip kicks, and he's just having a great time with it. Well, you remember, before he was younger, he wasn't as well-trained, which brings me to my point. What is the time gap in this movie between one and two? Not, not as far as they were made, because I know they were made very closely short. together. Huh? I still think it's short. They said they're 15 in this movie. It's got to yeah. be said 15. So they're 15, year old, 15 years old. In, in the first one. In the second one. Yeah. That's but what they say. In the, the second one, one, he says 15. So what I think, my theory is, is that they're trying to portray this. Because if you remember the first one, they go to the summer house, Casey Jones summer right. house. Yeah. I, I can tell you this one, takes right after. Winter, or, ish, or maybe spring. I think that is, I think they're, they have to portray it as a close timeline. It has because to be. Do you guys remember when Shredder's the Shredder's hand pops up out of the goddamn garbage, meaning the garbage truck packed him up exactly. and pushed him out? This has got to take place within a week or two of each other, a couple weeks. It can't yeah. take that long. They meet at the hideout. So they meet at the hideout, and the guy that's always angry, right? That's still dressing these stuff. Tatsu, yeah. yeah. So he's like, I, who wants to challenge me? And there's that one other guy is acting really weird. And he's, <laughs> like, he's like, oh my gosh, this is all we got. <laughs> yeah. So, like it just happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a close timeline. Yeah, because he runs into the junkyard. He's like, he's like, this is it. Everybody, and he's like, everybody knew this is the fallback position. That's what I'm saying. This is because mm-hmm. they said they're staying in April's house and they're not there for months. And they go back to the, they're just given enough time to try to go back to the sewers before they find the dopest motherfucking lair that you could ever oh, find yeah. in your life. That, true that. Best part, best scene of the movie is that whole under, I mean, not the scene, but shot. 
That's a cool it, scene. Yes. Where they kick on the power. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's awesome. Well, you know, it. I, I brought this up whenever we were talking about uh, Spider-Man, the, the animated series with uh, with Travis. It, it seems like in superhero, any kind of uh, movie or television show, the sewage system in every city is amazing. It's like 12 stories deep. It's, you know, finished, complete concrete, old looks good, like, like a museum there to walk are, through. There are old tunnel. subway tunnels in New York that are abandoned, but now I don't think there's anything of prestige like that, but there are some old-ass tunnels, that, like subway systems, underneath New York, and I don't know how many of them that are old and shut down. But like I said, power. I don't know if any of them are, you know, like big, and, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't think you're just going to walk into it and be like, ah, oh, we could live here. But there, right. are, there are tunnels that are abandoned down there from old subway systems in right. New York. Right go ahead now. and say it, Greg. Just say, go ahead and say it, Greg. We don't know about this stuff in the South. <laughs> well, I'm from Illinois. <laughs> oh, well, you got you may not. but I Well, you may be. But I, like, hey, we live in sea level here. You can't dig no <laughs> tunnel. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's crazy because this movie, watching it as an adult, it, 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 I see so many things I didn't see as a kid. And it doesn't, and it, it doesn't even take them. me out. Of, yeah, it doesn't take me out of the movie at all, though. I still love the movie. Like, do you realize that the foot secret hideout was in the middle of the dump? Yeah. The, the <laughs> of, yes. Do you think yes. nobody would have seen them in the middle of the dump? No, the junkyard. Hey, Come on, the junkyard. junkyard. Yeah, excuse me. Like, well, if, if they were like the mob, if they were like the New York mob back in the, in the day, I mean, maybe they did own the whole thing, and that was their fallback. Yeah, you know, I, st- I still like the idea that they, you know, the foot they they had not many, but they, you know, when they were coming back, they they put them back in positions where they would get information, like the one that was, you know, with April O'Neil's uh, camera crew. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, all right. So to build on that idea, things that you didn't see when you were a kid. How about this one? Is that initially? And, well, I was going to say, look at how expensive and heavy those TVs were. Yes. There's 19-inch color TVs. Good Lord. In the first movie, it was Walkman's. In the second movie, it's these 19-inch TVs. Not really anything to be excited about today. But for me, it was the t- the initial scene where April is interviewing the scientist. And they're at the TGRI cleanup. And the, and the company is like... Well, we dumped these chemicals in the land before, and we feel like it's our duty to clean it up. And then they Mm -hmm. find these giant-ass dandelions off the side. (laughs) And later on, the doctor is like, well, company protocol is to destroy the evidence. And it was like, gosh, you guys are so worried about the ninjas pulling out their weapons, but we're okay with, like, corporate espionage and... Destroy. It was. I was at that point that, that they did the try the to. Make, <laughs> yeah. we, that, we get the mustache, mustache twirling corporate idea. Exactly. And yeah, how do you destroy? They're like, we're destroying the evidence. Like, how did the doctor come out to be for you a character you could like? Looking back at it, the doctor, hey, the look, scientist. Excuse me, the scientist is like a jerk. And then. Guys, what, what's up? Let's talk about the TGRI facility that they get into, and they just have all these tubes of red and black flashing lights that go to these little triangles that do what exactly? Because there's one little old school giant computer in the middle that is the only thing they need with all these flashing lights, like the shit's important. And it's literally nothing. 
<laughs> yes, you know, there's exactly. a movie that, there's a movie that copied that. You know, those arms, like the the tubes that are in the TGR building, are the exact same thing that is in a uh, Matrix Three, the uh, the tentacle arms for all the machines. Mm-hmm. That that's what those are. They're they're copied identical to it. Just go back and look at it. I'm telling you. Like, and to add to this, one more thing about the, the more t- you know. Facility. Do you remember when, the, right before they steal the ooze, right? The foot come in there and steal that last container. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. putting. He's put. Is he putting the ooze in a de ooze fire? That's like, right. Right. What is he doing? This he said, he, he, is that... No, what they didn't tell you is that all that's going to Jersey. Oh. <laughs> oh. I was like, what is this? I feel like you're just moving it from container to container. And they were. You know, it it is funny though, like especially in that scene, how every time you see a computer on a movie or a TV uh, show, it always has the perfect interface, so that way the people that are on the computer can do what they need to do, and the people that are watching them on the computer can tell exactly what's oh, going on. And I, I love Arrow, but it's the same it's the same thing with the Arrowverse. Every Ooh. every computer screen you see, you can understand exactly what's going on. Like this program is so easy, it's insane. Ooh. Let's talk about Donatello's big fat fingers typing perfectly to be able to get what they need in there. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, sure. You're not, you're not hitting four keys at a time. You're right. You're right. Oh it just, you get, you, it, I, th- I think about that. Uh, what was it? That Simpsons episode where Homer's trying to get on disability for becoming fat, and, and the and the and the phone operator saying, "You you you've di- your fingers are weight are too fat to dial. Please, <laughs> if you want a special dialing one, please smash the keypad now." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did y'all see that? About the, there was a there was a Simpsons reference in this. Uh, yeah, movie. I was just saying. Uh, they hold the Bart Simpson cup up. Yeah. I was writing that down. My daughter was watching the movie, and then she was like, "What is Bart Simpson?" Uh, Why do you? Think that? Oh God! Oh, you got work to do, Greg. Hey, You've got you a lot of work. To do. Father, she doesn't know what Bart Simpson is right now. Why do you think they did that? Uh, I, I think that they they had a lot of references to pop culture. Because it was at the height of, of its popularity in the early yeah. '90s. They had a lot of pop culture references. So in no, so, yeah, because I mean, where they affiliate, you know, you gotta start wondering. I was wondering, are they affiliated with the studio? You know, those types was, of things. It, it was just movie? interesting to see such a direct. Well, reference did they? To, it was New Line. Was New Line a company, a subsidiary of Fox at that time? It might have been. And if it was, that would make sense. Because like like now, New Line's a subsidiary or. The recent times it was at Warner Brothers, but back then companies bounced around. You know, the smaller companies kind of went here and there. So they might have, uh, they might have been somebody else. You know what I'm saying? So noticeable, right? It was yeah, not yeah. a reference that the writers, I think, just were like, "Hey, let's reference." They, focused, really like they the, zoomed in on the cup. He made were, his anti, yeah. he made his anti ooze slime stuff mm-hmm. and held, put it in the cup for no fucking reason. And it was a Bart Simpson cup. He ladled it in there and held it up, and they zoomed in on it. And he, you know, right. like yeah. just gave you the. The mustache, like the ooh, you're his eyebrow up, like the dun dun dun, like there was gonna be a commercial. You know what I mean? Speaking you know what the of the ooze. Speaking of or the anti ooze potion, guys. Another movie from the '80s that should not be remade. <laughs> Ernest goes to camp. Oh, yeah, no Ernest. Any Ernest, Ernest movies? Ernest scared stupid. Ernest goes to camp. Nothing. Ernest scared stupid was one of my favorites as a kid. And I have no idea why, but I think it was fun. They poured eggs erroneous in that Bart Simpson cup, I promise you. Chris, get that squirrel. <laughs> hey, do y'all do y'all think that the like honestly, I don't okay, I, I've I've seen this movie a million times. Uh you know, however many times Tony's seen it, I've seen it one more. But uh <laughs> um 
the the Bart Simpson cup thing, I noticed it when I was a kid, but do you think you notice it more now that you're absolutely. an adult? Absolutely. Yes. Like, absolutely. I, when I saw it as a kid, that was just like a normal thing, but I guess now I don't see Bart Simpson cups around. I have Avengers cups and Supergirl cups and, you know, stuff like that. Do you think that's maybe just a, a time of that you know, that culture of that era? You know, that was uh, back when the movies thing? used to make special cups and shit. Like all the Batman movies would have their McDonald's Batman cups, and yeah. that was right around that time when all that stuff did that. You associated right. things like that when yeah. movie memorabilia would come with your Happy Meal and shit yeah. like that, or you could buy special collector stuff. Like there, there was this is right in that time period, right around that. Maybe they were hoping that the people that made those cups would come up like, we want to make cups for you. You know what I mean? There's got to be some association. There's got to be some affiliation between something with The Simpsons and the writers or something. But it because it's so blatant, right? It's so blatant of a reference. But I remember someone said it. Someone said that The Simpsons we're at the height at that point this is when bart simpson probably was still kind of the bad kid you know what i'm Eat saying my like shorts was a thing and, like, and i had you know, a shirt kid kids from around, you know you were you were a bad kid if you wore an eat my shorts t-shirt you know yeah my mom threw my simpson my bart simpson t-shirt out because she thought it was offensive exactly so check it out i figured out why the bart simpson thing was in there it's because fox Gave which produced The Simpsons at the time had the most lucrative distribution deal for the movie when it came out. So the directors decided to give uh, Fox a shout out by using the Bart Simpson cup. So see, I figured it was something stupid like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, it had to be something like that. So it's kind of like a pat my back, I'll pat your pat yours kind of thing. So um, exactly. Uh, Can we talk about the bells? How the hell does Raphael get all those bells off into the Kino's hand hand in fifteen seconds without making a damn sound? How many, have have time that? How many of y'all have timed he, that actual scene? He did make a sound. He made the whoosh, 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 yeah. whoosh, whoosh, whoosh <laughs> sound. <laughs> that, that, right. That's the omnipotent right. sound that we hear, so that way we know what's going on. You hey, know? come on. Let's admit it, guys. When you were a kid, though, when you were like six or seven, you was like karate and stuff, you made those sounds, even when you were just, you know, air fighting out there. Come on. We, we all did it, guys. You made your, well, you made your sounds. Everything you had known, motion sounds. Would you have known Raphael did that? Had he not made those sounds? Uh, yeah, I saw I saw him walk through. So would it be as cool? <laughs> yeah, you no. saw it happen. Yeah, you but didn't nobody else hear it. But nobody we else saw did. it. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't that. Yeah, so it's like, man, no one saw that other body go right through. I mean, I mean, no sneaky, but it's no <laughs> no, it is. That's like and was it the guy? And was it the guy administering the test? So I feel like he made me so uncomfortable. The guy that's like, Why? he's like, take all the bells off. It's like always these weird, very dorky looking white dudes who are like these oh, mean hey. foot soldiers. And I'm like sitting there. He's like trying to tell them. He's like, look, your final test. And I'm looking at him as everything is weird. I'm uncomfortable. You, you know, you know, about- you know, it's even more interesting added on to that. It's like, wait a minute. We're taking a test when you guys have very little amount of people and you just want to take one person. You need all of us. You need Hey, well, come on. Give Keno credit. He was kicking the shit out of those guys in one-on-one combat. Oh, I'm not trying to take away from Keno. I'm just taking away from the whole idea that did you just say you got no one left and you're just going to take one person? Well, no wonder you guys suck. Also, Can we like talk about all the slick back little short ponytails. Oh, 
kind of like it's kind of like this is when the what's the the real his right hand man you guys know Tots, I don't know yeah, yeah. Tots, like when he's like should we rebuild the foot and he's like no revenge and you're like well you kind of could use the foot to- <laughs> <laughs> right yeah what do y'all think about shredder cool. I, I, I want to know how he how he survived and how long <laughs> would he lived on <laughs> yeah that's why i said that the time in this movie has got to be like two weeks max and not even that think about the time between movie one and movie two the time frames in this movie are insane because the turtles move out right and they they go through the sewer and Raphael goes away from them. Literally two seconds later, they find their place. And then in the next scene, they're calling April O'Neil to ask her how she's doing like they haven't talked to her in weeks. Yeah. So the, the time frames in this movie are really, really kind of messed up. I don't, I don't know uh, how long it's supposed to represent, but it feels like a day. But they kind of treat it like it's weeks. What do you think about the April, the different Aprils? I like both uh, of them. Yeah, I think I like they both bring something different. Mm-hmm. They they do. I like the first one a little better, personally. Uh, but 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 I both... think I'm more attracted to April too, though. No, yeah, okay. <laughs> Slightly, just I'm physically, not personality. Wait, we gotta, either, we gotta stick with Shredder. We gotta stick. We gotta stick with Shredder. I'm definitely I have... kicking Shredder out of bed. Sorry, I, I, have three... <laughs> I have three things. I wrote down three things I need to say about Shredder. All right. You say trash bag cape. No. Number one. No. Is the scene when he shows up at the junkyard and he's like, challenge me. And he's like, I challenge you. And the one guy's like, his face. And then we see nothing. Like, is it missing? <laughs> is his entire face gone? <laughs> I want to know what he saw. I think, I think that's to imply that that's the first time they saw him without his mask. And they saw the scar, which we saw in the first one. Right. Plus the new scar. Yeah. 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 All right. Here's my second one. My second thing about Shredder that really was intense for me when he was carving out his new helmet, right? He's like resharpening his helmet and he's like, I have failed. And I felt like it was this existential moment where Shredder was really questioning himself. <laughs> I have failed. He was looking internally and he was looking at himself on the inside. See yeah, what Shredder needed to work on. <laughs> resurrected from a dump. <laughs> you have like, not, uh, you're still in it, brother. That's I want to see. I want to see the scene where he's just walking along with his head down, just you know, exploring the inside of. Maybe it's me that needs work, exactly. and not everybody else around me. I'm it's such a loser. What, what is it? It, it, vulnerable it, shredder. <laughs> you know, why does it sound like there? If there hasn't been done already. You know, it sounds like that's a robot chicken sequence waiting to happen. <laughs> yes. 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 yes, it does. Yeah. All right. I told you I had three, right? Yeah. What's the third one? Third one is this: is when he gets the ooze on him at the end, and he becomes Super Shredder. Uh huh. This is armor, bro. <laughs> yeah. And uh, clothes. Yeah. It's like the Incredible Hulk. His armor itself gets bigger. Uh, because Super of mutation. Little baby. Uh, shoulder pads on. That's what I need. So what uh, you're saying is this mutation, Nathan. You're saying this mutation ooze does any any carbon based anything <laughs> makes it grow. <laughs> it, it does whatever the plot needs it to do. Okay, that's how magical this shit is. It does whatever the plot. Needs. <laughs> exactly. Plot. Whenever Splinter, when Splinter shows them the the jar that supposedly made them, did you like those perfectly broken shards and how it just sinks right back together? 
That was just so fucking. You broke your grandma's like serving tray. You yes. needed to break just like that. And it just like you could just glue it right back together. There's no missing pieces. There's no shattering. Nothing. It just snapped it apart. Is, snaps back together. It's old. It's 15 years old. <laughs> what What about how the ooze took 15 years to make the turtles grow into you know what they were? It took Toka and Razor what seems like a couple of days, but in this movie maybe a few hours. And it took Shredder literally seconds. Seconds. <laughs> to, to, to grow you guys into think what they took time Razor. That's what I need you guys. I need what are y'all opinions? Uh on the voice. <laughs> that shit still cracks me up. <laughs> the yeah, voices. What was it? The cartoon was a rhinoceros yeah, be, be, and a Bebop and Rocksteady. I so wanted them more. I really wanted them more. Me too. Well, eventually the cartoon brought Toka and Razor into it, but it wasn't until like way late in the game after everybody had probably stopped watching it. Yeah, I'll say I want to be Bob and Rocksteady really badly. Greg, I think that Toka looks like Carson Wentz. <laughs> okay, I, can I really that. do. I think they both really share <laughs> similar features, man. But okay, yeah. that's. I won't disagree there. I mean. We'll start Google calling it. that. Google it. Carson went smiling. Looks like Toka smiling. <laughs> <laughs> so mean. I mean, it's mean. But like, That's really, right. looks like Wentz. Wentz don't look like Toka. I had this conversation with my wife at dinner. I showed her the pictures. And she was like, That's so mean. That's so mean. I said, No. I'm not saying that Carson Wentz looks like Toka. I'm saying Toka looks like Carson Wentz. Right. So it's, not, so it's not an insult. <laughs> right. Right, it's flattery. I got you. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, getting back to Shredder, um, I, I thought the same thing I thought in the last movie that his cape looks like a hefty trashback. <laughs> it still looks cool, but it, I mean, I think we all agreed the last last uh, first movie it looks like a trashback. Well, now yes. they live in a trash. Now they live in the trash yard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it very well sense makes, makes sense. So, what y'all think of his new helmet? Uh, loved it. Yeah. Because I had that action figure when I was a kid, and I loved. Oh, well, technically, I had the Super Shredder, which was still the exact same size as the rest of them, but he was just like all jacked up and muscly and stuff. And he had the pointed little helmet. It was the shit. Yeah. I want to know it. this. Ken, let me ask you guys a question. This is a larger question about the movie in general. So, from everything, you know, come on, you guys, you know, I watched the movie, I read the Wikipedia page, right? Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. basically my research for tonight, was to watch, <laughs> read the Wikipedia page. And there, the big talk was, like, the question asked by uh, someone who emailed in or whatever is about the kind of change in tone of the movie. Right. From the first yeah. one to the second one, where you're talking about the weapons and all of this. But... The way I interpreted it was this. It was more of like a commercialization of the movie. Okay. And, and you're trying to broaden the audience at this point. You had Jim Henson who said he was Jim Henson himself who died that very year after uh, he, the... He, he died before the first one came out. Yeah. But he right, was, the first yeah. one was the last movie that he, he worked on. Yeah, and he was upset. Like, you know, it was too... Because those fight scenes at Casey, Casey Jones and the fight scenes with those guys were... Yeah violent for those guys all right so you have all that but for me i don't think it's us trying to tone down 
the second movie because the first one was too violent. I think it's because the first one was such a large success, and now you're trying to make the second one be the the one that infiltrates every store and house through merchandise. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think it's a bad I like even though people might knock on the commercialization of something, I still thought this movie did it okay. And still like I was entertained through the whole process. Well you're half right because it was half commercialization, but it was also half matching the tone of the of the cartoon, which grew even more popularity after after that first movie of the nineties came out. Like and this came on the that the turtles boom was in full swing and full effect. Because it started in 89, then you had 90s. And like like you said, that first one, it was half commercialization of trying to, you know, like you just said, but it was also matching the tone of the cartoon to make it more like it so they could mainstream that all. You know what I'm saying? And just like the I dip, think it works. Sleeping bags, I think yeah, sleeping bags, tents, you know what I, I mean? Pajamas, yeah. you name it. It was turtles, everything. I had all of it. Uh, yeah. My Agreed. question to you guys, my question to you about that is ultimately, does the movie have hold up i was scared and yes that's to me it does it holds up yeah it it does there's it's you know you you accept you accept the movie for what it is in the sense of the time it was filled in is you can't it's un you can't compare it to anything today and nothing's ever been made like it like it was but Mm -hmm. you look at it you're having fun it's it's a lot of great jokes you know corny jokes but still great for its time you just you just have a great time with it it's a fun movie yeah i can still listen to ninja rap right now without Mm -hmm. watching the movie i can still listen to ninja rap right now and i can picture the dance slash fight scene which when i was a kid was the coolest shit i had ever seen i wanted to get it i wanted to get a beatbox and practice karate moves and somebody you know what i'm saying like i just wanted to learn how to karate and and to you know, shuffle at the same time or roll like it was that to me that was so cool well if you like the ninja rap man when you start the show after i get done editing and putting everything <laughs> together you'll hear it i promise you yeah. uh you'd, i thought it was actually pretty cool i asked my daughter when i got home she wanted me to watch dark crystal with her tonight but i wanted to watch this movie one more time before this show tonight and i'm gonna watch double down with her tomorrow night in dark crystal but uh, I asked her if she wanted to watch this movie with me, my youngest one. My oldest one didn't really you know, care for it, didn't want to. So I asked my youngest one if she wanted to, and she said no, she didn't like Ninja Turtles because she only has experience mm. with the new movies. Uh, and and I, mm. I was down there watching it, and she came There's downstairs. There's only one, right? There's only There's one two. new one, There's, right? two. There's two. two. Yeah. Oh, gosh. But, but she came downstairs out. when I was watching it, and I was about halfway through it, and she stopped walking towards the kitchen and started watching it. And then she started taking a couple steps back. And then she sat down right beside me. Hell and she yeah. laid down and started watching it. And I, and, I, and I didn't say anything to her. I waited about 10 or 15 minutes and I was like, so do you like the movie? And she was like, this is much better than the new ones, which yes. I 100% agree with. Yes. 100% agree with. And I told her, I was You like, have to go you, practical. Those suits are exactly. freaking gorgeous. They exactly. look real. They, that is what I picture a turtle looking like. Yeah. 100%, man. Way better than the CGI. <laughs> The new Do you think okay. that's because the new ones are kind of like them just have the feel of like a Transformer movie? Because Michael Bay versus Michael Bay. this. Michael Bay. Every Michael Bay movie feels like a Transformer movie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's how I feel. And I don't watch all of them, but I, you know, I mean, I guess I'm entertained. Hey, I by, like, I'm always going to be excited that I like right. to watch the Ninja Turtles. But to me, there is no replicating the experience of the very first Ninja Turtles movie. Where, like, I actually, this, I'm telling you with the first one, and that's why you reached out to me on this, is because I was talking about your guys' last podcast. 
I had somebody that knew somebody who was a stunt double in this movie. Yeah. And they got me like a autographed Polaroid picture of like just a foot guy. Like what what I'm saying is this. I didn't get a autograph of Donatello. I think I got a graph of some guy that was just a foot soldier. It, but I had like that, man, and I was autograph. like, this is cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> this is so cool. It's like, it's like you got the kicker's autograph, and you're like, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I really – so this is a meaningful movie to me, and it holds up, I think. I think if you go back and watch it, and you go back and watch, like, a Top Gun, I don't think Top Gun holds up as much Bull, as this. Bullshit. And that's you watch crazy. your dirty mouth. You watch your dirty <laughs> mouth. <laughs> I will chomp in your face like Mal- Val Kilmer saying, <laughs> chomp it, hey, great. chomp it in your face. I, 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 I say you two go fight it out in the volleyball court, shirts yeah. off. Yeah. Jeans on, shirts off. Yes. And, and, and we will play. And we will... They wore jeans and played hey, volleyball. Top Gun, in the two, Top Gun 2, Electric Boogaloo, they have to save the rec center. Boom. Market, that's what we're going to put out there. The, uh-huh. It would have been uh-huh. gangbusters. And we'll uh, blast some Kenny Loggins all day long. <laughs> there you go. Greg. <laughs> Greg. It was uh, like a little campy at times, but not really. I don't think it was campy. I watched it. I've watched it twice in the last three days. I'm 37 years old, and I enjoyed it. I made my wife watch the first yeah. couple of minutes. I was like, look at all the cheese pizza. Hey. Into, and I was gonna, telling, you, I was like, you don't have to quantify it on this. You don't have to quantify that on this show because if they're listening to this show, their chances are they've watched it all recently, and they could be 35, 40, boy, whatever it is. They've watched it yeah. frequently. Yeah, but I was people I know that I told. Worried. I was slightly worried. I was gonna not like it, you know, or uh-huh. be disappointed, and I wasn't yeah. at all. Yeah, it makes you feel like a kid again. Like I said, there's probably a few people that I told the show was coming out. That probably watched it so that way they could be prepared to listen to the show. Right. We have well, uh, a couple of fans of follows like that, that that love the same exact kind of things we love. So Greg, you said like you watched The Dark Crystal with me on Netflix, that age resistance. Like you've seen it. And that's the Henson Company. What do you think uh-huh. about instead of doing a reboot of the Turtles, why not get the Henson Company involved and try to re to master and remake the suits from the first two and make a movie to continue that? Like where the turtles are older now. Like maybe they're like Old turtles, not you know, not old. But they're the mutants. You know what I'm saying? You can make them like that, and they, you can put them to right now, and that they've been doing shit this whole time. Or you know, maybe maybe even do it like a t- flashback. Create the suits like it is now, but let's set it in like 1997. So that way, let's say it's you know, it's the third movie to that. Because the, the we seen the Henson companies back, they're still doing shit great with that. Uh, you know, Dark Crystal. They still know how to make their puppets, and make all that shit. I think. Yeah. I, I think do. it could work instead of, instead of rebooting it all together and making a CGI like that. Make the suits and do it, you know, flag, make it back in 97 or whatever in the 90s, and you can continue it, you know, from the first two. Because that third movie, while I watched it a million times, is hot garbage compared to these two. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, I, I think that kids these days, like I said, I have a uh, daughter who's about to be 13, the one that turns uh, nine next week, and they, they love the Dark Crystal. And like I said, my daughter earlier. She started watching the Turtles movie about halfway through, and she fell in love with it. And I think that kids these days, if they were more exposed to uh, live-action, real-life type things like the puppets and stuff, practical. or uh, you know, practical suits, yeah, exactly, uh, they'd be a lot more interested in this kind of thing because computer graphics are great, but a completely computer-animated character for the entire movie, unless the entire movie is completely computer-animated, can take you out of it. 
You know, it, it's not quite as much fun. Uh, that's why I love these movies way more. It's why I know my daughters, you know, or at least my youngest one, thought you know got hooked onto it and thought she really enjoyed it. So I think Practical Suits is the way to go. And I think I that if they did that, it'd I need Joe's like, help. I need Joe's help understanding something about these two movies. Okay. Is I've read that like the suits and the puppetry and the animatronics and all of this has changed. Like changed. I saw I've seen people talking junk about who whoever played Splinter. Explain to me this is because I always thought everybody was in a suit. Maybe not Splinter, but Splinter's what, a puppet. To, what, What's the role of puppetry versus like I animat like what was going on there and why were the nerds excuse me, no offense to us or you guys, <laughs> not me. But why were they upset in the second like I've I've read all of I'm just saying is I've read some things that people were like, Oh, it's not as cool in the second or whatever. Where is the puppetry and the animatronics or all that? Explain it to me. Chris, you know anything about it? I mean, I know, I'm not sure necessarily about the changes outside of some of the things of, like, if you look I, at the fight, if you look, you. if you look, go ahead, you you take it, Nathan. Wow, I mean, Splinter's the big one, and let's look, look at the first movie. Uh, Splinter, everything he does, he's a lot more active in that movie. That's all a puppet. Nobody got into that, so that means somebody had to control him when he walked, when he was sitting, moving. Yeah, they did the animatronics for the eyes, but also remember you got the flashback of Splinter's origin with the little puppet rat doing the karate mini kicks puppet. and shit in the cage. The mini and puppet, then you had yeah. and then you had the turtles that were the little puppets karate kicking and shit, which was all puppet work. And then in this one, there is Splinter is the only puppet in this one, and everything else is a lot more just the, the animatronics and stuff like one? that. He's a puppet in the second one, you think? Yeah, he he, he is. That's it's still it's still. But there's nobody in that suit walking around. Is, what did you think about the Splinter? I love it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love it's it. Like, in this one, you like yeah. it? So I like so, it. Yeah. So Nathan, you know about it? You say the the the, the suits were actually people in the suits, mm-hmm. but the heads were animatronics. Animatronics. So yeah. The people that were that? in the suits, what they do? They duck their heads down, and they had a no, little, no, lot of no, 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 they, no. Your head was in there. Oh yeah, they, they ah. the, the the cut was so thin, and it was interesting because if you watch it, what I found out was they was so they could barely see what they were doing. So they went out. This was done on a uh, interview, apparently on the uh, a place called Up Up Down Down, and okay. they went and on. Was, the, also, the Contra Code. Yeah, also the Contra up Code. Down, up down, A, B, A, B. This was... <laughs> the Wrestler's Gaming Channel. Yeah. He went on to explain that if you watch close enough, the Ninja Turtles would first throw out random punches and kicks, and then the foot soldiers would bend and jump in front of them so they could be hit. This explains why many of the foot soldiers' actors couldn't throw back any punches or kicks of their own, as the turtle <laughs> actors didn't have the ability to react. And in a way, helped tone down the criticism of the first movie being too violent, as there was no little back and forth between the fights. Huh. That sounds terrible. Hey, wait, uh, Chris, Greg, did you guys get that video I sent you of the of the missing footage from the fucking from the first Turtles? That little ten minute video. Did you guys watch that? I got I it, but I have like two weeks ago. Yeah, oh, dude, there is some cool shit in there. And since you guys haven't seen it, dicks, I'm gonna bring it up now. Like nobody else knows <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm Luke, telling you, the first you Ninja me, Turtles is that play. awesome. It, yeah. it is. Well, apparently Michelangelo, like that barn, you know how we see him screaming at the top of the barn? You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? That one, you know, it, well, it looks like, 
It's Michelangelo standing up there, but they 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 overdub Raphael's voice, screaming, "You know, he's at the top of the barn when they're when they're at the farmhouse. That's yeah. Michelangelo in there, and we see him like they cut. He was beating this punching bag and shit. And when he comes in and his shoulders all sore and stuff, like there was this whole scene where like Michelangelo was apparently like the new Raphael, and they cut the whole scene and shit down, and for some reason cut it out where like he was gonna be all pissed and want vengeance, and he was like he was training extra hard to be able to go and fight him. And, like, that was a part of it, like, him screaming at the top of that barn. Because if you look at it, that's the orange bandana. That's Michelangelo up there. But they overdub uh, the guy, Raphael's voice on it to where it sounds like it's him. Well, I mean, it makes sense. And you're now you know. one scene like that. No, 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 no. They filmed a bunch like of scenes. No, they filmed yeah. a bunch of scenes. But that, for some reason, they left that one in there. And they just be like, oh, it's, they put the Raphael voice over it. Their bandanas were so long in this one, too. Like, they look no, like ponytails. Know. They had ponytail bandanas. Well, Leonardo's, Leonardo's was up there almost like the Can I See a Manager, probably, you know, like bun kind of version. Like his was way up in the back for some reason. He's a little, he's a little uptight. Mm hmm. Uh, uh, what'd y'all think about? There were a couple things I noticed in this movie that were just, you know, we've pointed out a, a bunch of stuff that doesn't take me out of the movie, but uh, did you notice that there was one last jar of ooze that they stole from TGRI? Okay. And then they used it to create Toka and Razor. And then at the end of the movie, Shredder has one full jar <laughs> or, or, or vial or whatever it is of that ooze. Like he hasn't used any of it. What was that about? I got yeah, good observation. That, that, that's that point of disbelief. I got mm-hmm. you. Okay. No, no problem. I can do that. Uh, what I like how they just hey. coated the outsides of the bottle and it if was we're gonna, if we're on the talk inside. about that. Let's talk about how we're gonna turn. We're gonna turn the speaker and the amp all the way up and use the guitar to shoot <laughs> fucking shredder to shoot this motherfucker to blow across the away. house and out a window. Jesus. Back to the future, yeah. baby. Back a to the future. Guitar. Yeah. Guitar. And there was a delay. And there was a delay. Like yeah. <laughs> and then it made us wait a couple of seconds. Mm-hmm. It was like, see you later, shredder. Well, if and there then, was, if there was and a then sound. somehow, well, then somehow shredder turned. From an, a little Asian man to a white giant wrestler, Kevin Nash, when he became Super Shredder. And I was going to ask you guys too later. Kevin Nash is the guy in the Super Super Shredder, right? Yes. Right. And this is yes. early '90s, so he's like Diesel then. He is he's, Diesel. He's, he's, he's Kevin yes. Nash yet. Uh, did y'all hear the WrestleMania call out? Yeah. In the movie. Yep. Yeah. So do you think that was kind of paying, you know, homage <sighs> to that? It was. Kevin it had to have been. Yeah. Well, he so, just made the light bulb click in my head. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. There you go. And you know, I actually didn't know it was Kevin Nash until you guys sent it to me in the text message the other day. But I, I had no idea. But that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and a former WWF champion in his own right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Y'all get nerdier as we keep going. Well, you <laughs> oh, dude, you're, no you're welcome. Idea. You're yeah. welcome. So, <laughs> I, I don't. Again, another subject hey, I don't know welcome, about. Like I said, you're dipping your toes. Stop following wrestling when the WCW and the WWF were separate. Yeah. Well, you know what, right. though? That you, was you the best time. It was. was it was a good time. Yeah. Steiner you can Brothers. Come do all those yeah. nerd rockers. We'll, we'll show you what a good time is, all this nerd stuff. And you will just, I mean, it, it's a good time. Yeah, well, you can come hang out at my house, too, and take care of my children. I will be hey, more than happy too. to hang out and talk about I got, this. Hey, I'm telling you. I got I to ask you, Tony. You said you were going to watch this with your family or with your, with your kids and as like a and family thing. Huh? Didn't have the time. Have the time. I, I, to I was going to ask that, you if they I saw it. How old are your kids? I, 11, 8, and 6. So they're perfect. They would love it. 
Except yeah. for I had to watch uh, half of it. I rented it on Amazon Prime, even though my good buddy sent me a way to jailbreak my Fire Stick. I, <laughs> I needed to watch that. it. On my, I needed to watch my computer just because mm-hmm. it was. So I rented it for three bucks. Had thirty three hours. I watched half of it two night, like the night before last, and then I watched half of it in my office. Don't tell my boss. And. Uh, <laughs> And I wanted to watch it with my kids, but then I watched it a little bit again. You know, I made my wife watch it. So I watched it in clips over and over quickly. So I didn't get to watch it with my kids, but I know my kids would love it. Yeah. I think they would like this one more as children at the, where they are right now. And I think my son at this point, who is getting a little bit older, I mean, he's 11. I think he would mm-hmm. enjoy the first one more. But this one, the jokes <coughs> are corny, but they're good. Everything I wrote this down in my notes is that I thought the movie moved quickly in a good oh, way. Very much so. Very quickly. A lot of information. You know, is it's a it's an what like uh eight uh, an hour and twenty minutes. Hour and twenty-eight. It moved the plot line along. I thought they were able to say, Hey, they introduced some ideas from the old movie, they introduced Shredder, they like they were able to push it along without it getting stagnant. And that's what they wanted to do. Like, if you want a good film, watch the first one. If you want to watch an entertaining production meant for people who are five years old to 45 years old, then watch the second. Yeah, that's a good It's way a good it. popcorn film. It's a good just popcorn flick. Exactly. I agree. What do y'all think about Vanilla Ice being in there? Because uh, I think, Tony, you're like, only like a year or two older than the majority of us. Let's see, 91... I was a uh, he had seven not years old. Out the window by Suge Knight yet. And this <laughs> he had, no, he had <laughs> okay. not. He had not. Okay. So he was real big at this point in time. Yes. Yeah, and I think what this represents, I think this is actually a very important part of this movie, is Vanilla Ice is like, first, he's kind of like a cornball white rapper, right? But he's yes. a pop rapper, this was this is showing us in 1991 that that kind of that that poppy rap is starting to enter the mainstream, yeah. right? It's like when I grew up with the stuff like I'm, I mean, and this is like my very first tape was the Beastie Boys. Hell like, yeah! This kid gave it to me. I was like five or six, and this kid that was a little bit older than me, he's like, "Here, take this tape," and it was the best. <laughs> hey, so yeah. I got all this. But by the time you're hitting the 90s, I feel like this is I'm from a place where there's some kind of like local rappers that turned into some big things. But you had these kind of smart corner rappers in the 80s. And by the 90s, you're getting the kind of MC Hammer fall the wake of MC mm-hmm. Hammer. Okay. And that's he is. And it's like, <laughs> yes, this is like, <laughs> give it to me. Moms <laughs> listen to. And I'm telling you, this is the representation that rap and hip-hop is hitting the mainstream right here. Because he's the most mainstream, whitest rapper you can think of. Hey, little fun fact. Uh, every time my wife and I go out and I tie on a good one, she'll play this song. Because I have or she'll play the Ice Ice Baby, and I have no idea why, but every time I got... A good buzz on like that is my mother effing jam, and I get zero f's. Like I'll be out there, like it is. I'm it guessing is, you're you white. don't. You, oh, you know. Oh God, I'm so white. Oh, I'm so, I'm so, so white. <laughs> you know what's funny? 
my wife is like that with Baby Got Back. It doesn't yeah. matter where she's at, what she's doing. If that song comes on, she'll start dancing and singing. Oh, did it, Almost the same melody. My buddy, my buddy, my buddy had me in his wedding, and his wife, and they're just at the at the reception. That was the first song that she wrote down on her playlist that she wanted to play. And when after like we all got drunk, because she knew I would break. I just, for, I don't know. It's like my calling when I'm getting drunk. I don't know why, but it just it, it brings it brings me out to the dance floor. It's it's terrible. Oh God, it's terrible. So, so now when I, I come up there and we hang out. I'm gonna have to, and yes. we go out to a bar. I'm gonna have to play well, that song. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to let me Test put them theory. back first. But yes. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, man, uh, man, this movie—it's like a bowl full of nostalgia. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What would you, let me let me ask this: Is what would you have wished the mo- was different about the movie? If you could I change think- anything about it, what would be what's different? Be about I've Rocksteady instead of Token, right? Yeah, I'll give you that. Okay. I agree with that. I would have gotten rid of Shredder. I would have kept Shredder dead and done something different. I mean, they had, a, I mean, the writers themselves of the whole comic were the writers of the movie. So, I mean, they had exactly. tons of stuff to pull from. And so I would have loved to have seen what they would have done with uh, doing something different. Because it just yeah, seemed, mm-hmm. it just, it just seemed, I mean, I like it. I, I really do love the movie. It just seemed that. Shredder just lost something from the first one. They yeah. could have still had Stockman in it, and he could have turned into the bug and got all crazy. And you know, yeah. when he turned into Fly, and like they could have done or Karai's Shredder's daughter. Like there's a there's quite a few avenues they could have done. If they wanted to get really weird, they could have brought in the Triceratons and brought in like a giant Triceratops man to go after him. They're, they could have went in all kinds of directions. I, I think that if they felt like they were going to <laughs> do a lot of these in the future, they may have gone that direction. <laughs> But I think the bless reason, you. you know, they, they made this, yeah, bless you. They made this second one months after they made the first one, maybe because they felt like they were not going to get a shot to make it. So I think they were just scrambling for what they could. And, and Shredder is like the Joker of, of the oh, Turtles yeah. universe. You know, you, oh, yeah. you don't, you don't yes. kill that guy. You don't kill Lex Luthor. You don't, you don't kill the Joker. You don't, you don't yeah. kill characters like that because they're always the, the worst enemies of these characters. Uh, mm. so I, I feel like that's kind of the, why they did that. Um, Oh yeah, I, I, under, I totally, see- I totally understand it. It's just, it just seemed like he felt more wasted in this movie. He it just didn't weird. have the same bite anymore. Yeah, I was, wish yeah. they would have showed us the turtle man too. You know, to, to the story. And he didn't even yeah. fight hardly. He, he didn't even fight. Like he, no, he shows didn't. up, he shows up, and he's like, "I'm Splinter," and everybody's like scared of him. And then he takes the ooze and he kills himself by smashing in the. You know yeah. what I'm saying, like. He really didn't do anything that was all that intimidating. My thing that I think that the movie should have done differently is why do we not have Casey Jones in this? Ah, oh, that's what I was about to say. Yep. Oh, you killed me. That's just what I was about to say. Yes, I agree. Why I'm sorry. I was waiting for it. No, you're good, man. As long as one of us brought it up, we're good. Uh, yeah, I agree 100%, man. Uh, one of the best characters from the last movie. Uh, I think there was some kind of issue with the char- the actor that played Casey Jones and the actress that played April O'Neil, the original one. Oh, she they had it out bad. She, she did not like the violence of the first one, so she refused what? to come back. Yeah, I was going to say, I think, I think right, both again, of them had mm-hmm. yeah, so more attracted to the girl in the second one then. Yep. Just up my yeah. attraction to the girl. Second. Oh, well, and you're right with the dude with Casey one. Jones. Yeah, he kind of felt like he was all like a bubber. They had a dispute. And then whenever his star didn't go exactly where it wanted, we seen he came crawling back for number three. Is yeah. he the guy that was in uh, Law and Order all the time? Oh. <sighs> 
don't know. There's two guys that look the yeah, same. I want to say, there's yeah. There's one guy man. that's in one order, and then there's the other guy that was in the in Oz, I think. He might be one of these guys. And I remember looking at that. I, he's a famous actor. I think he's done a ton. Like, a lot of stuff. Whoever that guy was, Casey Jones from the first one, he's in something. It's either Oz or Law & Order, like a long-running show. Let's see. I'm about to find out. Mm. But why was he not? You know, like you left Casey Jones out. And on top of that is April was really not involved in this movie at all. Barry. No, not much. She was the damsel in distress. Like, just like check out my apartment. <laughs> hey, was she it. did some cool nummy chuck work. You know what I'm saying? She picked yep, him up. Yep. She just practiced in her chucking. Let's see. He was and a Canadian. It would be like if you were like if you were like up in her apartment trying to kind of like fall mm-hmm. on her, you'd be like, "Oh, that's cute, you little." You know, you wouldn't even be like you'd be like you wouldn't be bad. She was terrible at it. Yeah, she was terrible I, at it. But you would be I, like, "Oh, that's cute that you." I like how Turtle. I like sausage. how Splinter punished sure. the Turtles by making them do backflips. Michelangelo got caught. <laughs> That was as all it was a favorite part when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and still favorite part when I watched it again. Okay, so Casey when he Jones, grabs the phone from Donatello and he says, "Is that April? Is that April?" He just grabs it over. And he's like, mm, he just like rips it away from him. He just starts talking all nonsense. Like I love it. And mm-hmm. when he, yeah, what's the was it Ebbett and Costello or whatever he does? Like if it's if like I don't see it a day or see him. Oh, God damn, like part there when he's talking about getting on the plane. Yeah, yeah. When you get ready to go to the sewer, like ah, right, the dude, the Michelangelo is perfect for both for for the movies. He's perfect. He is. Donatello is too. Hundred percent. Yeah, they're both perfect characters. Uh, Casey Jones was Elias Coteus. He's a Canadian yeah. uh, actor, and he was in The Thin Red Line, Crash, Sopranos. And no, it just says Crash, The Thin Red Line, and Casey Jones in the first and third live-action live Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's all it says. I'm on his IMDb right now. He was also in The Killing, which is a great show. Okay. He was in The Sopranos. Must have been for like one episode. He was probably got killed. Like, yeah, he was probably in there for one episode. Yeah. CSI. Tony probably bumped him up. CSI, yeah. He was, in, it's, he was in The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Nice, nice. Shutter Island. Shutter I, I Island. remember that movie. He was in Shooter. With Mark Wahlberg. Oh, I like that. Oh shit, yeah, yeah. that's a good movie. Yeah. He's He's doing, there's a, a he has a there's a doppelganger for him though. There's another guy that I think was in Law and Order that looks a lot like him. I swear. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I'll find it out. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> get it out there but uh but yeah man i i think this movie like i said i i've probably seen it and i'm not even kidding probably okay i always say batman vs superman is my favorite movie and i've probably seen that movie more than almost any other movie but then i can go back and think about it and the ninja turtles one and two movie i might have seen more than that simply because they've been out longer and i had more opportunity to watch them but I've probably watched these two movies maybe more than any other movie in my life. Not, yeah. I know, I've, like I said, I've watched Batman vs. Superman a lot and a lot of the DC stuff a lot, but really, really thinking hard about it, I watched these movies a lot when I was younger. I mean, more of the tapes. These, one and two are the ones that I've seen the most out of anything else because of my childhood because 
there was a time where, like, over the summers, what occupied my time was Batman, Batman Returns, Turtles 1, and Turtles 2, Secret of the Use. Like, that was my four ro- in the rotation that I watched and, and put around all the time. Man. Uh, From... Good. For me, is, was term- is this... Uh, Terminator, oh, Terminator 2. 2. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. Terminator 2 and this. I probably, and The first one, I don't think I watched this one as many times. I watched the first one at a point where in that seven months between the first one and the second one, like I, like I said, I memorized all of it. I think movies that I've watched the most, this is one, Terminator 2 is one, and uh, Wayne's World is one. Yeah. Like I'm gonna nice. that, and like damn, I mean, it's like in that we're starting nice. to hit dumb and dumber levels. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, well, oh yeah, well, no, I'm 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 kind of with you on that. The Ninja Turtles, Batman, and then I'll throw one at you that I just love and probably ended up watching most out of them. The Rocketeer. Oh, oh, God. Yes. oh, oh we have to review the Rocketeer. Movie. Oh, Chris, put that on. on the docket, please. Yes. Give me a read. The OG oh, Iron Man. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah love that movie. So l- let me ask y'all: Do you think that uh, the the fact that it came out? What'd you say? Seven months later? No. Well, I nine know they were they they filmed months. it. Nine months. They shot it in seven months. Like they rolled this sucker out because the first one came out in 1990 and the second one came out in 1991. Okay. They went after it, and if you look at it, it's shot very. Um, you know, the first one's shot more like a movie. The second one is kind of shot like an episode of Friends a little bit or yeah. like a TV show. I can see what you're saying. Yeah. And they and like there's no real development of like a like an overall story. Instead, it's like we just got to get through these scenes. Yeah. And I mean, like, again, that's kind of my question with the commercialization of it is like that's kind of what it needs to be at that point. And again, like I keep saying, the first one, because that was a real movie, you know, like you are shooting, you're building a story. And this one, it was like, we just have to go from here to Vanilla Ice. Ice, yeah. I get that good into good into go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, my question was going to be, though, do you think because they were so close, do you think that affected the, the, the perception of the movies negatively or positively? Like it was so positive. Well, the first I one came out, positively. and the first one came out, and it was popular. But it was crit- like people didn't like the way it was portrayed, as far as uh, violence. And uh, you know, I was reading somewhere online tonight that somebody was saying that movie should have been rated R because there was Raphael cusses the whole movie, and there's so much God. violence in it. But it's but it's really kind of yeah. mild violence. And the cussing you hear in the movie is this from the first one or the second one? When you said you were reading that. This is from the first, the one. first one. They were saying oh, the first one should have been okay. rated R. And that's why they changed the second one so much. So do you think yeah. that, that the movies being so close it's together helped, helped each other out? Fake news. Fake news? Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I don't it. think... I, don't, I, don't think the, I wonder if we... Were people really having this giant conversation over the Ninja Turtles? Oh, they were. Yeah. They like were the conversation about what our kids are exposed to was really dictated by the Ninja Turtles? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> no. But like, I mean, like I said, I mean, just think of the movies we saw back, because you got to think, it wasn't much later. We was a, 
we was watching Jurassic Park and like they was eating guys off the shitter with dinosaurs and stuff. You know what I mean? So right. oh, that was cool. Right. All that was cool. But you know, hey, turtles using using swords and nunchucks and stuff. Hell no, get it out of here. I'm surprised it was so. I'm I'm actually slightly surprised that it was so socially whatever stimulating in a way you know it's like i didn't ever think of it as a kid like that i mean think about some other movies that are coming out i mean predators i mean like it's not like we're talking mm-hmm. about like, it's like a i always thought teenage mutant ninja turtles was a kid's movie but now back <laughs> at it first was like had an adult appeal as well. Yeah. well i thought the first batman movie from 89 was a kid's movie too yeah. Exactly. Perfect example. Mm-hmm. That shit was an adult. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I try to look yeah. at it kind of like right. this. Which is, just further just further proves my point that kids are stupid. Also, my favorite, <laughs> my favorite movies, the original Batman. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I yeah. hell yeah. Where? Well, my, my, my thing is, when I look at this movie, I try to think about it like today. Like, I know that I take my kids to go see movies like Secret Life of Pets and, uh, you know, Frozen and all kinds of stuff like that, uh, and uh, Inside Out. And I hear jokes in these movies that are made for adults that my kids may not understand, but they may laugh at because it's a laughing point in the movie. So when I, when I watch movies like this, that my parents were about my age and they were watching the movies of me when I was my kid's age, I try to see if I can pick up on things like that, and I do. Oh, and so yeah. I, I, I wonder if when my parents were watching these movies with me, they were thinking the same thing I was watching movies like Inside Out and Frozen and Shrek and stuff like that with my kids. And, and, and it makes me wonder how much of things have really changed because. What is your example from this movie? What sure. is your example from this movie? What was the the joke in this movie that adults got? That kids didn't. Huh, you know, actually, now that I think about it, I guess I can't really... Well, I don't necessarily mean necessarily jokes. I think it's Kino fat shaming that girl in the beginning. Yeah, right. That, that, that's, exactly. that's probably yeah. the most adult moment. It's little things like or, that. That's what I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to... I, I'm trying... It's a great question because I remember, again, we got to go back to Wayne's World here. They, in that, he ordered cream of some young guy <laughs> from the Chinese restaurant. <laughs> And I remember being like, what's that, mom? And right. she's like, uh-huh. oh. No, you know, you know okay. I got to think about that. Oh, but I, God. Think, I think the fat joke is the only one in this one. Yeah. Well, I, I think I when he, it was like kind of like Kino was just like kind of being a jerk there. He was yeah. funny at first. He's like, oh, who wants to take a ride with me? And they're like, in your dreams. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, Wish you were, and none of them were fat either. <laughs> no, they were yeah. all skinny too. Kino's kind of a dick in this movie. But did you see their faces? Did you see their faces? They, he devastated them because they were like, oh. like just the look on their face. I was like, geez, he just cut them bitches to the core. <laughs> Took off on a little moped. <laughs> he should have said something about their hair, not their bodies. <laughs> they should have said something about his hair. Jesus. Ooh, good old mullet. I, I kind of, I, I see exactly what hey, you're saying in the sense I, of, uh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. Speaking of his hair, I love how he runs back across the bridge from the junkyard and gets to April's house, and not one fucking hair on his head is out of place. And he supposedly ran from the junkyard all the way across the bridge into the city, all the way to her apartment. And he gets there and he gets perfectly combed to slick back. But she's like, "What, Kino? What do you need? Where are they?" And he's out of breath and stuff. I loved it. I noticed that today, and he was dying. Not one hair is out of place on his head. Yeah, true, true point. I, I like what you're saying with the. 
you know, putting the either jokes or side comments, you know, you, you watch back to these movies. One sticks on my head. One of my favorite movies, Mrs. Doubtfire and Robin Williams. There's that one sequence sticks out in my mind where he he's in Mrs. Doubtfire's costume with Pierce Brosnan at the table. And there's such ad libs during that time. But one I didn't understand of the many ones, he says, and she's got the crabs, dear. Not the and I'm not talking. <laughs> the, and I'm, I'm not talking. I'm not talking the Dungeness kind. Totally yes. went over my head when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, you know, funny, funny story just like that. You remember Sublime? Uh, they had the song. I can't remember the song right now because I'm drinking. But they talk about roaches in the pot. When I was younger, I thought that meant like you were dirty and you had actual roaches in the pots and pans <laughs> in your cabinets. Was that? That <laughs> just means you're poor and you keep your roaches. <laughs> right. So right, when I got so. older and I found out, oh, that, yeah. like it blew my mind. So uh, it, it, it's crazy. Well, like, yeah, but there weren't a lot of those in this movie. There were not well, a lot of those. I, there should have been more. Greg, I was thinking in the Disney movie that I was thinking about that Monsters Inc. There's a quick flash when they go into one of the little girls' rooms. And they're coming out of the closet, and it's real quick on the sidewall. And the little kid drew pictures in their stick figures, and the stick figure one, and it's got the guy it's standing there, and it's or it's a, it says Uncle Tom or something like that. And then the other little stick figures on all fours in front of it, and it says Mommy, and it's a real quick flash and you go, oh shit, like you know, little kids drawing Mommy sleeping with Uncle Tom, or you go, know, it's. It's a real quick flash, and there's there's stills of it on the internet and shit. And like you said, that's just a like an adult joke, and it's a real quick flash, and most kids aren't even gonna notice the stuff. But when we see it, we go, oh, you know what I mean. I promise you, though, I promise you, if you watch a Pixar movie, a movie that's come out in the last four years, there's like twenty adult jokes in oh, this yeah. one. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Like and like, now, uh, I mean, I'm trying to struggle to think past what was the other one that. We caught that they didn't. I, I mean, there has to be one. The funniest thing I had, I mean, for me, the funniest thing was was when Donatello was the little clown and he was swaying side to side. Yeah. In the yes. beginning. Like, but I yes. don't think there was a lot of adult that this was purely a popcorn film, like you said earlier, Nathan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. That this I, I, film was just a little too rough, guys. Yeah, you know I mean, like that was their joke. Best joke. Best joke. Yeah. Best joke. Yeah. I'm sorry. I remember as a child. That <laughs> moment. The moment of this movie. Yeah. No, I liked. Uh, I liked it whenever he was talking. Donatello was standing next to uh, April O'Neil and Raphael and Leonardo were fighting. He's like, he's right. And somebody else suddenly goes, he's right. And they both say something. Goes, they're both right. Like. <laughs> I love little things like that in this movie, man. Because they did that in the last movie with uh, with uh, Donatello and Michelangelo mm-hmm. uh, in, the, in the barn. so Or the country house with Casey Jones, whatever they were in. I can't remember what. Oh, man. But uh, what else, man? You guys got anything else you want to point out about this movie you loved? Anything you want to talk about? Anything that uh, really stood out for you? I really want to go to their lair, to their little hideout. Like once it's all cleaned up and they go back there again and stuff, it is gorgeous. Or when they show Raphael, when they finally get him out and they bring him down, it is gorgeous. And they got a little train car set up. Oh, I want to live there. Oh, and uh, it's pointed out that let the let it be known that the turtles have always been environmentally friendly because they have recycle bins set up. Even I saw in that. One watching this movie. That's yeah, awesome. What's up? I saw that. They had a recycle bin. I set didn't up. notice that. I know. Mm-hmm. It was whenever the professor was making his anti-oot, <coughs> it was, yep. and I had a little thing yep. that said, please recycle, or something like that. Yep. yep. I noticed that yeah. tonight, too. Never noticed it as a kid, but I noticed it tonight. So. I also missed the whole thing that uh, he purposely altered the formula to make and them so dumber. I. 
I, I, so did I, I. And then he made that small verse and said, shoot, totally missed that. Yeah. I noticed that yeah. I was today years old when I caught that. And mm-hmm. like just a couple hours ago. That's why he knew they were infants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't pick that up until tonight either when he said he purposely did that so he could make an anti-whatever for it. So that was pretty cool. It's storytelling that I wouldn't have made sense of or cared about when I was younger. But now, like, now I need a little more explanation. Even though of, I still have a strong disbelief in what, what's going on. So. What kind of what kind of uh, pit fight were they insinuating whenever they're walking in with the box of donuts and they get into that warehouse? They <laughs> Michelangelo says, all we need is... Uh, Something like like for insinuate like some kind of fighting like a cage fight or something. I don't know. Like I I I recognize it as like some kind of fighting reference, but I don't know what the hell he was talking about. I don't know. Damn, I, I mean, the fact that you're gonna walk into a fight with a box of donuts and the fight's not gonna start and you're already serving them. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a little uh, a little disbelievable right there. Anyway, it's fun to watch. They only ate one. Why'd you bring a box of dozen donuts if they only had to eat one? You know, uh, not, not to mention that spraying a fire extinguisher down somebody's throat. I don't care what you are. For carbon monoxide? <laughs> they should have just crazy. done that instead of worrying about the donuts. Yeah. Like, they should have just tripped well, those no, they, guys they up and donuts, put they carbon have dioxide down their throat. That would have killed them anyway. That's true. That's my point. <laughs> like, the real world, they did yeah. just murder these guys by spraying a fire extinguisher. <laughs> Down their throat, they didn't He's need right. the donut. They, they didn't need back. They weren't even fighting back. I'm like, if somebody's spraying a fire seeker down your throat, are you gonna fight back? Done. I mean, I feel like you're done. It's like the opposite of taking the wind out of somebody. You're not only taking the wind out of them, you're pumping them full. All right. I mean, it's <laughs> game over right then. Instead of that stupid baseball bat swing Donatello did, where he shook himself. He like remember where he oh, where they oh god had, yes and they hit him and you're, hey why, uh, why why would they try to fight him one on one movie corniest part of the whole movie right there why would they try to fight him one on one and I like how Raphael like works up his courage he's like yo right all right and he's like gonna take it but they're just standing back like cheerleaders like didn't you guys learn your lesson with Shredder that one at a time doesn't work and you need to attack as a group well I did like the- Smash. What about when they the 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 again? I forget Shell his smash. name. Tatsu. Yeah. 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 One move and he's done. Was, yeah, that was kind of cool. Blitz, what is it? Blitzo Crunch on two or something like that. They're like, hut, hut, boom. They've done that two times this movie in a fight. They've huddled up to make their plan, and nobody messed with them while they were huddling up. <laughs> yeah, because it's the '90s, and that's how you fought. If yeah, this yeah. would have been the '80s, they would have had a dance off to save the rec center. And that's no, what, if this was the '90s, and they had a dance off, basically. No, this was the '90s where everything was like extreme and stuff, you know, and it was all punk. So you had to have a ninja fight dance scene in the middle of the dance off. In the middle of it, and all the amazing clubbing '90s '90s uh, getups. Oh, amazing. the pointy, the slick bag hair with the little short ponytails and their suits that are so like, oh, Jesus, the club owner, and he's like. Here, here, I got the police. No, no, the one guy is bald. It only has a little patch of hair, but boy, you right. better believe it is slicked with a little bitty pointy ponytail and their dangly fucking earrings. I was dying. That's why I tell my daughters I won't grow my hair out, because that's what I look like if I grow my hair out. <laughs> God. I, I just shave my You're hair. Gonna hug out. You're gonna do hug not grow your hair out, Greg. Do not yeah. grow your hair out. Dude, there's Please. a reason I wear a hat on your show all the time, because I do not <laughs> want people to see my bald ass head. So. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
But um, well, you can grow all that beautiful hair on your face. I can't no. do that, but I have a full head of hair, mug. I'll trade you. I got a full head of hair though. Mm. What did you think about that? All right, uh, overall, tell me about the costumes in comparison. Right, because I felt like the whole first movie was a lot darker, just very simplified. <clears throat> felt cool. It kind of felt heavy. And this uh, one, like someone said earlier, it was bright. You know, it was the costume. What was different? Where? What was it? Was it just the lighting? I mean, obviously those suits were more form fitting. Yeah, they were thinner. Like, like the they're they're two. They're the same characters, but they're two totally different movies. I mean, first of all, the first one's going to win just because of young Sam Rockwell, period. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's, the first one gets that all together because you got young Sam Rockwell asking, menthol or regular? You know what I'm saying? As we're watching all these kids just getting <laughs> wasted and smoking and shit, they're like running away and making it look I can't cool. believe it's Sam Rockwell. That blows oh, my God. And then you got, you know, what I'm saying? and then this one, and then this one, they're like goody two awesome in the scene. 90s. Dad and the kid, remember, like you yeah, really like, in a dysfunctional single parent, like you were right. in a single parent moment in the mm-hmm. first seconds of that movie where the single he's got to go to work, the kid's on his own. Danny that runs off in the middle of traffic. Yeah, that was heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I think the first. Well, movie look at the moral about- at the end of the movie. At the end of the movie, Casey tells you like. This is family. This over here, and this over there. You know what I'm saying? Like Casey, like gives the moral of the story at the end of the first one. You're like, damn, he just schooled all of these kids. Not even there in the second one. It's supposed to be like two weeks later. He's not even there. Hey, when when are we doing this third one? There's really nothing in this story beyond just like the actual, yeah, yeah, scenes. Mm -hmm. Not storyline to it really. And uh, you do feel a little bit for Donatello. Who was really disheartened by that? He was in this movie, like he was like, yeah. "Dang, I wish I met more." And you felt bad for it for a second, but then they were like, "Well, let's move on." Right? <laughs> they don't spend a lot of time on emotion in this story. It, it, no, it, no. It's, it's tell yeah. a story, tell a story, tell a story, action, action, action. But it works. It does. It, it definitely does work. It, there's definitely not a lot of like downbeats to it. It's it's always it's always moving. Right. I like how I like how when they're making their anti mutagen or whatever, like ingredients also includes half eaten piece of pizza and pretend like nobody saw it for that to work because Michelangelo drops it in there and Casey and Don so does he just keep spinning it around? He just poured Pepto Bismol in it. Like bring me that special ingredient. Remember Michelangelo is like Yeah. Why don't you just call it Pepto Bismol? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I did. I did love that he rolled it. That Stockman rolled his eyes so hard it looked like he was going to need surgery. But Michelangelo said that, like, I, that's what I picture a real scientist doing whenever some dummy would say something like that. That'd be me. I'd be like, "Why don't you just go with the pink one?" And he'd look at me like he wanted to punch me in the throat for being stupid. <laughs> he just rolled his <laughs> eyes at him and kept on going. Yeah, the, 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 it was great storytelling as far as these two movies go. I, I don't necessarily agree with the way they connected because, like I said, the whole Shredder thing was kind of crazy. And the timeline is kind of jacked up, but I can name a lot of movies nowadays where I can pick the same kind of things out. TV shows, same way. Uh, for the time that it came out, it was an amazing story. I do notice that a lot of things now that I'm older and watching it that I didn't when I was younger. And I wonder if my kids watching it, now they are they're not older, but 
now they have a more advanced form of watching a lot of movies as far as computer graphics and everything goes, storytelling, if they notice those kind of things when they look at it. But I don't think they do. Because like I said, my daughter was hooked. She didn't even want to be. She was walking in the kitchen, stopped, started watching it, and then eventually ended up in the chair. Never, well, that's never a good made, thing about this movie. This movie's so fast-paced, like, she could jump in anywhere and be immediately swept up by it. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, the first one does have story. It has a lot more downbeats because it's an actual movie. It has a plot. It has a, it has a story yeah, arc for I our agree. characters. This one, this one, you could, like I said, you can jump anywhere and jump in and just get swept up in the story because it, after the first... You know, they do their opening flashes of people eating pizza and then Keno walking on these guys. And once the turtles jump in and they do that freeze frame, we are off to the damn races. And it, it just felt, never stops. It felt so much like the cartoons. Exactly. Right. If you and think about it, it, it was almost like they took five cartoon episodes and smashed them together into a movie. Yeah. That's kind of what it felt like to it. me. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. But uh, what else, fellas? Anything else you want to point out? I mean, Just I'm ready, ready to movie. do the third one. Hey, uh, third quick question. Right. I know you got, yes. we're all ready to go. We're all ready to go. No, probably, no, we're but good now. We're going on time. No, you guys, um, what was your merch? And like, did you have any Teenage Mutant and Turtle merchandise that was like your jam as a kid? I had. Uh, well, go ahead, Nick. Go ahead. Uh, my category is everything because I had. From the sleeping bags to the tents to the toy to Ooh, the turtle van yeah. to the oh you the know, van to, good one I had that's the a good van. one I I had the uh, the, the the turtle blimp my yep. mom my stepmom st- or my dad and stepmom got me the fucking blimp where you blew up the blimp and the little thing detached just like in the TV show I had yep. every one of the turtles and Splinter and Foot yep. Soldier guys plus he had too many toys guys dude no, that's hey, good. I'm, I'm talking him, about that was the kid I wanted to be yeah. all right. I had all the same stuff and the, the decor in the walls. I remember my dad bought me some wooden. They had to have been like quarter inch thick, just like, you know, uh, plywood that was paintings of the turtles and oh, cut out in the same oh, shape. Yeah. It was like a cardboard cutout. They hung on my wall. I had the sheets. I had the uh, man. I had everything. Turtles and I actually was my jam. I, I still to this day on my nightstand right now have a Raphael doll that you can push. The head, not, not doll action figure. That you can mm. push the head down and then squeeze his legs and the head pops up. Still have it sitting I know which one you're talking yeah. about. I know exactly which one yeah. you're talking about. Nothing better, nothing better to the end of a romantic night in the Schlager house than <laughs> popping around the head. The Raphael doll head. <laughs> the end. It's like a bell. Everybody's happy. She could, she sees Raphael's head pushed down. She automatically she just starts putting her hair up when she walks to the bedroom. I see where we're at. I see where we're at. <laughs> so funny. Uh, so. Do you have anything, man? <laughs> Me? Oh, oh no, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. No, I do. I I like I said, it's an awesome <laughs> movie, and I kind of agree with what, what you just said about the third one. Dumpster Fire is the third one. Yeah, but we still got to do it. Oh, yeah, we're going to do it. Uh, We're making Travis Hines join that one. Yeah. But um, did you have any merchandise when you were a kid, like toys, anything, Chris? Uh, Yeah, I definitely had all the cartoon Ninja Turtle figures. Um, I think maybe their their van, the van that fired all the pizzas. Yeah. So those were, I think... I was definitely yes. probably bigger G.I. Joe at that point, but the, I definitely okay. had all the turtles. 
These were so big when we were younger. I remember they had special, like, occasion turtle action figures. Like, they had Olympic turtle action figures. Like, yeah, one you yeah. could put in your sub and it could swim. as, like, a woodsman or something. Yeah. Or, you, you, know, could, you could put the turtles in, in a trench like, coat. crazy. You could get Raphael in his trench coat. Steel yeah. worker Michelangelo. Yes! yes. <laughs> so it felt like it was that. But for me, I remember before the movie came out, the merchandise that I had... I didn't ever have it. I remember it was I was in kindergarten. We bought a toy for my friend. His name was Clifton Langley. And it was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle periscope where it looked like, you know, you could look around corners with it. Yeah, and you nice. Around the corner. And you can look at it. I remember using it while it was in the box. Like, you couldn't take it out of the box. <laughs> but I was using it as a child. And then I was so sad I had to give it to him for his birthday present. Yeah. That is ninja yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that because I remember specifically I had a friend named Chris Kremen, and I, you know, I hope you're listening one day, man. If you hear this, great. Uh, he was He's about two this. years older than me. Okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's about two years kidding. older than me. So uh, he had a birthday party, and I know that he loved turtles when I did. When and I, like I said, he's about two years older than me, so he may have grown out of it before I did. And I remember he had a birthday party, and I was the only kid that brought him. A turtles action figure and i felt like such a dork a, a d-bag <laughs> yeah like oh. i did i feel like such a d-bag because i was the only one to brought that turtles action figure and for me it was awesome it was the way to go and i know he loved that but maybe he had grown out of that at that point he was a couple years older than me but uh you know chris i apologize for that if you're listening for that for that gift <laughs> oh no, no chris if you're listening you're welcome because i know right. that Remember that Ninja Turtle more than anything. If he's listening to this show, then he actually appreciated it. He was was too cool for the Ninja Turtle, but Uh he really loved the Ninja Turtle. No, I actually think last time I saw him a couple years ago uh, at his father's birthday party, it was a big deal (laughs) a few years ago. Uh, He lives in like New York now. I think he has something to do with running a comic book shop in New York. So I'm sure he probably is fine now. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't spoken to him. You, I'm I'm his sister's age, so me and his sister were in the same grade. So me and him were friends, but me and his sister were the same age. So I still talk to his sister now and then. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think he has something to do with that up north, but I'm not positive. Also, a great way to open a conversation. Hey, Chris, remember when we were kids and I gave? It's really bugged me my whole life. Yeah. Still go. carrying that shit with me, guys. <laughs> Please yeah. forgive me. All right, fellas. Uh, is there anything else y'all have to say about this movie, man, other than the fact that it is a badass movie that will never grow old? Uh, no. How about just uh, Cowabunga, Turtle Power, all that? Cowabunga, yeah. Turtle Power, good deal. Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. Ostentatious? He's ostentatious? Why are you saying ostentatious? Why are y'all... Can we talk about how Donatello surfs on a goddamn on a goddamn computer chair, like, and he surfs on it, and like he's whoa, and they start playing like uh, like surfing music and shit in the background. Like, what was that? I forgot to mention that when they're stealing the t- the ooze from TGRI, he jumps oh, well, on know- the plane. They're, they're, he jumps on it, like starts surfing. I'm like, what are you doing? That is not how that works. He's not just sliding around out there. Well, you know, talking about that scene, it's funny how that that bottle or that vial, whatever it is, gets kicked, gets thrown, gets tossed, all different kinds of ways. Somebody always catches it. 
and it's yes. always it never breaks. It's yes. always the perfect person yeah. to catch it at that moment, and it always is like if somebody has it, they always lose it so easily. Like just and one then, little simple they, move. One other thing was Kino running in there trying to be like Raphael, like the uh, he's like the human version of Raphael, yeah. where he's got to run in there and kick the canister. And they they tried to force that Jones. at the end, and it didn't do anything. They were, they thought uh, he was going to be the new Casey Jones for this movie, and that is not what he was. No, get out of here. He was a good character, but he wasn't Casey Jones. Oh, oh he he was a bitch. Casey. All he did was whine. I don't know, man. He kicked, he kicked ass. He did kick ass. He did kick ass. Like, I wouldn't want to fight him. But so. he want, No, God, but I still call him a whiny bitch and run. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you're a whiny bitch as I'm running. <laughs> don't cry to kick my head off. <laughs> he, he practices martial arts. He told you that at the beginning of the movie. I told you, dude. Did he he, mean, mopped, he mopped the floor with those foot soldiries. He was just the, the first three before he went to the he belt. The first three, and then Raphael put him in a trash can, and he couldn't get out. Hey, that was awesome. Like, like he, he put was a, a trash can, and he couldn't get he out. He put a blanket over his head, and then he just <laughs> pulled it off of his head. <laughs> so he got thrown yeah. in the trash can, and then Raphael throws a blanket on top of him. Like, oh, he's not going to get out and not look. And then immediately pulls the blanket off his head and looks at all the turtles. Right. And can't yeah, get they, out of the trash can still. when he sees a rat. No. They treated him. I'm not shook by these turtles, but I saw a rat and I <laughs> fainted. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely uh, right. great storytelling. Let's put it that way. But. Love this movie, man. Uh, I can watch it over and over again. I will probably, it'll probably be years before I watch it again, but I'm sure that at some point <laughs> in my life I will. It's a great movie. Uh, Chris, any closing thoughts you got to say about this movie, man? Uh, just, just can't, can't argue with a movie that has some great action in it and uh, somehow makes Vanilla Ice uh, the greatness he, he was never, but also is in this movie. <laughs> yeah. And always will be. Okay. What you got to say, Professor? Any closing thoughts on this movie? Yeah, man. Like, hey, this is a fun movie that I would say for the family is fun. You know, I would watch this with my kids. I enjoyed it again. I thought it held up better than I expected. You know, is that I mean, looking back, you know, these movies mean a lot to you, but it was good enough. You know, the storyline was okay. I I would actually give the writers two thumbs up for this. And the reason being that they were charged with kind of making a a Teenage Mutant Ninja Tur- Turtles storyline that hit a wa- wider base, you right. know? And I right. thought they were able to do that in at least an entertaining way. So if I was a writer and I wrote this, I would be proud of it. And then, and all the people who say, oh, well, it's like a step back from the other, I would say at least I wrote a movie that, made sense and had good jokes and everybody was entertained the whole and time. People still love it to this day. Oh, agreed. Yeah. We're, we're, we're in our third, mid late thirties at 1124 at night talking about it together mm. in four different parts of the world. And we started two yeah. uh, over two hours ago. Exactly. So that, that movie holds up well, let's put it that way. Uh, what about you, Nathan? Close the uh, call? I would say that, I mean, it sucks to be you guys because I think I've watched this movie like once a year for God, like ever. I swear to God, I think I watched You're these missing out, like bro. once a year because like, I bought, I got the Blu-rays of both these movies and the digital copies of both these movies, which I had to purchase at Damn. two different times. 
because I fucking love these movies, and I want, I just, I don't want to be without them, and my son loves the Turtles, and he's kind of starting to get them now, but I can't wait till he gets to that age where I can say, no, 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 boy, come sit down next to Papa, and we got to experience this together, because you have got to actually pay attention and see this. 1876, (laughs) Papa. (laughs) (laughs) And invite us there for that day. We all want to be there for that day. Well, I bought this movie at Goodwill a couple of weeks ago for $2. (laughs) And I saw it there and I was like, oh, I'm doing a review on that in a few weeks. Let's go ahead and buy this movie because I didn't have it on DVD. Uh, Great movie. Love it. Uh, I will, now that I own it, we'll probably watch it again a number of times before I die, I'm sure. But the movie holds up. It's a big bowl of nostalgia. Loved doing a review on it. I love that I can get some friends on here who love to talk about this kind of thing and we can enjoy this movie. And like Tony said, we're talking about it for over two hours now about a movie that was made <laughs> by Jim Henson with puppets tw- 30 years ago. Uh, great There's movie. There's a reason why they call classics classics, guys. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like a fine yeah. wine gets better with age. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Screw yeah. the yellow brick road. <laughs> Let's ride skateboards down sewers. There you yes. go. There you go. Cowbunga, man. All right, man. Well, we'll go ahead and start uh, start doing our sign-out tags here. Uh, Chris, where can they find you at and uh, if they want to communicate with you in the future? Yeah, you can uh, follow me on Twitter. I'm at Chris Balga. Uh, the show I do is uh, World's Finest True Believers. You can uh, follow the show at, at Finest Believers or email the show at World's Finest True, Believer, World's Finest True Believers at gmail.com. Uh, feel free we're about to drop an episode this week it'll be our uh, first actually marvel episode so excited about that but as always thank you nathan thank you greg always a great time with y'all oh yeah and i uh, just wanted to mention if you guys haven't listened to the show even if you don't haven't read the books yet or the stories going through it's a great way to get into this kind of thing you can check out what he's doing and maybe buy the book or just listen to the story he's telling the uh the actual podcast and you can kind of get the gist of the story i know that i'm doing house of them with you I'm doing House of M with you soon, right? Oh, yeah. 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 So we're, we're doing another Marvel one soon. Uh, I'm super excited about that. But check this guy out. It's a great show. I can't wait to wait till you drop the next episode. Tony, what about you, bud? Where can I find you at? Mm, you can find me on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. And that's a reference to the C3 Panthers podcast where we just hang out and talk about the Carolina Panthers. Less... It's not nostalgia. Like I guess we have to celebrate nostalgia as Panther fans at this point because ugh. we're old enough. Twenty-seven years. Yeah, we're old enough. A lot of, a lot of fun on tonight's show. We've been mourning on the other podcast, but huh. hey, we'll yeah. see what Sunday does. Huh. Yeah. yeah, check us out. Hey, and look, just hit Greg up. He comes on. He's part of the show. And you know, I just want to tell you, man. Until y'all tell me I can't come back, I'm just gonna keep, you know, coming back on Tuesday. I was Showing just expecting. I was <laughs> hoping you would just keep coming back. So good deal. Please, good deal. please. Good deal. Uh, Nate, what about Nathan? What you, buddy, uh, Nathan? What about you, buddy? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at wobblyboots85. And if you want to chat? Hit me up. Slide into my DMs, as the kids say. Uh, <laughs> a little dirty. A little dirty. <laughs> but. Uh, and likewise with me, you can find me at the Bad Daddy 52 uh, Me and Nathan run this show. You can talk to us at SCS Podcast 1 on Twitter. We also have an email of at uh, SCS Podcast 1 at yahoo.com. Folks, give us a review on iTunes. It helps the show grow. Tell your friends. Yeah, uh, you got any show suggestions, any questions you can give us? I know me and Nathan are always up to hearing things, and we love talking about this kind of stuff. Until then, man, we're going to go ahead and sign out. 
plans for next week. We're doing a Rogue One review. Katie's coming back. I know me, Nathan, Katie, and I think Chris probably too for Rogue One. Not next week. Not well, next maybe. Week. Well, maybe. Actually, okay. if it's next week, we might need to talk. Our schedule's changed up a bit, so yeah. Okay. Well, possible for us. But either way, we're going to have me, Nathan, and Katie at least. We're going to do a Rogue One commentary, continue our Star Wars story, and we are working towards Episode Nine. But folks, we're going to go ahead and sign out now. It's 11.30 Eastern Standard Time. I've got to work in the morning, and we are ready to go. So we're going to wrap this up, and uh, thank you, everyone, for coming on, and I hope you have a good night. See ya. Have a good one, guys. See y'all later. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, man.